No. He can, <laughs> Sam, what, you want him in bubble wrap the whole time he's here? No, but I think he's good enough he can just get by guys like that. Yeah, he but he's, he's, not, he's not that size. He's off of guys, too. I don't want him missing X amount of games every year because he's hurt from playing. Will, you look the All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back here to Four Fly Guys, the official podcast of Mayor Media. We got a ton of talk to talk about uh, here on the pod. Um, we'll get a little check-in with the boys. Um, Flyers are, are slumping since we last uh, talked. Uh, we had Scotty Hartnell on. Uh, it was a good episode, and uh, we're back with this one. So what's up, everybody? I uh, hope you're having a good week, and uh, we'll send it over to the boys. Um, Paul, what's up, brother? Uh, you know, not much. Pretty quiet week. Um, <laughs> no, not, not much has happened, right? Yeah. Uh, team blows right now. Um I think that's pretty much it i think we covered all the bases yeah uh will what do you think <laughs> yeah i mean uh just kind of honestly after those last five losses kind of enjoying this this break here just getting that kind of reset um yeah just been relaxing you know sam you know on the hartnell interview i said not to be negative just to be real the wheels can come off at any time and they're all all four of them are gone now all right so we um we got a lot to talk about here. Um, yeah. With Carter Hart being out indefinitely, uh, Cal Peterson gets recalled from Lehigh Valley. Uh, Sam Erson um, pulled after uh, the first period of the Bruins game. Um, Flyers, they've been bad. Uh, they lost the last five games. It looked really good after Dallas. I mean, they get the highlight row goal from Tippett. They, you know, they're, they're scoring a ton of goals. They gave up 27 in their next five. Their goal differential is now negative when it's been pretty good and in, in a good area all season. Uh, 7-4 loss to Colorado. 5-4 loss to Ottawa. 6-3 to Tampa Bay. 3-0 to Detroit and 6-2 to the Bruins. And uh, four of those five games being at Wells Fargo Center. Not ideal. Um, they uh, really struggled in, in a ton of those games. Um and again, the, the goaltending situation is going to get worse. You got 32 games remaining. Uh, you go into the All Star break um, in a playoff spot, which is good, I think. And and obvi- well, obviously not. I think um, you know you you go in your 25, 19, and six. Um, scored 147 goals for 148 against. Again, five game losing streak, which is you know they're going into the break with a stinker. But thankfully, some other teams have been struggling too. Um, Capitals are on a four game losing skid. Islanders are on a three game skid. Penguins had won one, but they were four, three, and three in their last ten. Uh, Columbus, they've struggled all year. New Jersey, they've been bad. I mean, it, it's it's a kind of a good time for the Flyers to suck because it's like you go into a break, you got a little bit of a reset. Um, a lot of guys are going to be kind of all over the place, and you know, vacations. Connecting is going to be in Toronto. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think, you know, kind of where this team is and, and to be in a playoff spot, you know, third in the Metro and at the All-Star break, I think that's a pretty good, you know, feat with 30-something games left. Yeah, definitely lucky that the other Metro teams seeming to be struggling as much as we are. Um, I would have imagined if you told me that we lost five in a row that we would have been maybe even out of the wild card spot after being second. So, yes, that was that was significant. You know, for sure. I, I think um, that the fact that, you know, they're still in not even just a wild card spot, but the fact that they're still third in the Metro, I think just it, it's a strong testament to how good that they were playing. Um, 
you know, as is with kind of any rebuilding team, though, and especially a Tortorella team, we've seen that historically, you know, the wheels either they fall off or they just get too uh, too tired from kind of being run on the ground with that work ethic. We saw it uh, pretty early on this year with the six to nothing loss in the preseason, the first game, you know, obviously right after the, the, the camp Tortorella, whatever they call it, you know, towards his big, uh, big training camp guys kind of get run into the ground and and they come out looking sloppy and it hasn't really been an effort issue recently it's, it's kind of just been more i don't know i think there's a variety of things that could have been i think it's um, a mix of bad luck and not great goaltending um and because i think in in some of these games they've actually played well uh, i thought the game against Detroit they were flat the game against boston they were horrific mm-hmm. and the game against ottawa i thought they were Okay, the game against Colorado and Tampa Bay, they were good. It was just Kucherov and McKinnon just said lights out, and that was it. Right. But I mean, I think the process has still been there. And the, yeah, no, the process has definitely been there. I, I think it's uh, like you said that there's just certain games where they they came out flat. There's other games. I think the Tampa one in specific is one that they look pretty good as a team. It's just you know that's kind of a situation where you let Tampa go on the power play like three four times and yeah, too many you know problems. Nikita Kucherov. I mean Nikita Kucherov sitting right there at the doorstep just waiting to you know absolutely blast one by every single chance he gets. And I think they scored probably what two of the three or four that they got. On they the had power two play. power play goals and one was like I think maybe three seconds one, after. Yeah, so one was third. right after it ended. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. yeah it's, and, it's just, and again, I mean, twenty-seven goals in five games. That's right. You, it's too many to let in. Way too no, many to let in. We're just getting um, exposed a little bit. We're just getting exposed a little bit because, I mean, like in those five games well, yeah. that we've lost, we've pl- we're playing three teams that have MVP caliber players on their team. Right. And, and plus, like, it wasn't. Yeah. And, and plus, I don't think it was going to go as good as it was for that long. Well, no, mm-hmm. but like there was there was like a group of people that thought it was. They're, they're like, you know, maybe yeah. we're that team. Maybe we're that right. team a couple years before we expected to be. And then you have these guys walk in that have players that are on that that next level, that generational level and shit like that. And they're just like, you know, take a step back. They you know brought us back down to earth. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're always really consistent going into a break like this. We're always we're either like doing really well or doing really bad. So I mean, they could very well come out on the other end of this completely different team and go back to what they were, you know, for the better part of the first um, or leading up to this point. But right, mean, if you remember just... last year, they were really good going to the All Star break. Then they came out bad. So I'm hoping that's a reverse. They go in really bad. They come out really good because um, it doesn't really get any easier. I mean, you go from you know that stretch of games like we just mentioned. Um, you had Dallas. You know, you had some other tough teams: Colorado, Tampa Bay, Boston. Um, but then you go straight into uh, the Panthers in Florida, who they've—I believe—they've been a really good home team this year. Then you have three home games: uh, Winnipeg, who you did beat, but that's not an easy game. Uh, Seattle—I mean, that I feel like that's always a, a tough game. And the Flyers did lose to the, the Kraken this year. The Coyotes—the um, Flyers kind of handled them pretty well. And I know you—you know—still love the Coyotes. Just watch, just watch. Wagon. It's a Wagon. tough game. And then you got Toronto, the stadium series in Jersey. We'll talk about the jerseys That's a dub. Um, in a little bit as well. Um, Chicago, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, and then Tampa Bay to end the month. 
um, of February. And then, you know, March doesn't really get any easier. Like, you know, you got a lot of back to backs, three and four as they start the month of the month of the month of March. Excuse me, it's easy for me to say. With a three and four and a back to back, um, you know, they got the Leafs twice, a lot of original six teams at the end of it and the last couple in April there. So, I mean, 32 games left. It's not going to be easy, uh, especially with, you know, Tippett. He was hurt. We'll kind of transition a little bit here. Um, Tippett was on IR, uh, got hurt in the Avalanche game, but then signed an eight-year extension. And I think that's the one really positive thing that we could take out of out of the past week and a half or so with the Flyers is, you know, they they had a really good alumni game. Um, the team was kind of struggling. They signed, you know, two guys that I think they were. I think right now it makes sense to, in my opinion, and this kind of well, you know, switch it over to you guys. I'm fine with them locking in the guys that they know that they can sign now. I mean, if guys are happy playing here, if guys are, um, you know, if it's if it's an easier thing to to do, and you know, the agent and the player, are, you know, are interested, and you know, the agent and the team are working on it, then you know, you can kind of do that. And we see that with Tippett, um, eight year extension, start next season, uh, the middle four years, having a, uh, I believe it's a modified. Uh, no trade. Um, Tippett had said, uh, this is a quote from Tippett. He said, with the fan base we have, you can see how exciting it is what we have going. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts to it, but coming down to it, this is where I want to be, and this is home now. Uh, it's just super special to be able to do it with this group in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Um, you know, Tippett, he's been uh, – to me, I think he's he's one of my favorite players. Um, him, guys like Urson, like some of the younger guys, obviously TK. Um 30 points this season, 18 goals, 12 assists, and 46 games played. Uh, and again, it kicks in next season, goes into 2032. Um, it's an eight-year, $49.6 million extension, a $6.2 million AAV, an average annual value. Um, and again, he was you know placed on IR. It looks like he'll be back around either that first game in Florida or that second game against the Jets in Philly. Um, any, uh, any thoughts on Tippett here, fellas? Kind of the exact contract I was imagining. Like I was imagining he'd get paid in that like six to mid six range. I didn't expect it'd be eight years. So I mean that's good. The longer you get on that, the better savings it is in the end. If he's gonna be here for those eight years regardless, if you could do that in one contract rather than two, that's saving you a ton of money. Um obviously last podcast I was talking about the possibility of his being traded. Um you know, obviously the exact opposite of that happened. Um, yes. But, you know, my argument was Sorry, that, that, I that, was that a terrible. winger should be traded. And I thought Tippett would have good value for that. That belief of mine still stands. Now Tippett is just off the board as one who reasonably could be. That, wait, um, say that again as a winger. My belief is that at least a winger should be traded. And I believe that Tippett yeah. was a good choice for that. Uh, he's not I agree with you. Just, yeah, no, no I, I agree with you. No, I think it was crazy. Yeah. Tip the was logic crazy, is there, but... the players, and the player's not the right one. Yeah. 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 Anyways, well, he's here long for a while to stay now. I'm happy about that. I've got a Tippett jersey. He's been fun to watch. And when he's clicking, he's clicking. Um, so we could be kind of the impact player in like the playoffs, maybe, or whatever. Like if he's hitting his stride right then, that could be significant. And obviously, we've been seeing recently, he obviously pre-injury was hitting his stride and just getting beautiful goals back-to-back. So, I've heard a I lot of it's... people saying, no, I'm going to go. <laughs> 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 Good. I've, 
I've heard a lot of people saying that <laughs> that it. All right, all right, chill. I've heard a lot of people saying that it's an overpayment annually because you're paying for a guy that has had one decent season. But I I feel like in this league, with like how it is now, like you pay for. I mean, teams pay for potential, not for your past anymore. Right. And if, yeah. and at eight years at that, like, I mean, nobody, I feel like nobody's in like the middle range anymore like that. Like at the no. six, I feel like you either make a lot or you're just like scrapping at the bottom, you know, making less. Than and, three. and I think it makes more sense to sign a guy who has the potential to do that. Because if you don't now, you're going to have to pay more later. Like if yeah. they had waited, I mean, it's like, say this was like another two years in the line and they still had time now before they did the big extension. Like, they would have been screwed. They would have been looking to pay him probably like nine, ten. It's probably what he would have wanted. But now they get him at eight years at six. I look at this just like the Joel Farabee extension at the same time. They got Joel Farabee at a good number at five years. I think it was five years or six years by five. I think is what it was. Um, Thirty million in total. Seven. No, it was six. It was. I know it wasn't was more it? than six. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, I know it wasn't more than six. Because if they went seven, they might. It, could, as well it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been six because he he signed through twenty twenty eight. Fairly. Yeah, well, that was at the. It was at the start was of that last 22? year. Last year was the first. Yeah, last year was the first year of it. Um, okay. I th- believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I believe. Yeah, this is. Now I gotta double check this to make sure. Yeah, uh, this was the. Uh, so this is the second year of his uh, six. One, two, three. Yeah, six million dollar six year five million dollar deal. Um, so yeah, no, I mean for for Farabee, like that 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 was how I kind of looked at that. They got Coots done, they got Farabee done. I think Farabee was first, then Couturier, and then it was like, all right, well, what about G? And then obviously he got traded at the end of that season, um, at the deadline. But you know, I I, I think the point still stands. It's like you lock up the young guy when you can, and it makes sense. I mean, everyone's talked about they haven't had a guy who could score. They now have a guy that they can that can score and put the puck in the net. Goal scores are always streaky. It's going to happen. Um, and again, like everyone said, when this guy's on, he's on. They love him. Clearly, he's in a ton of promotional stuff. I mean, he modeled new jerseys. Wouldn't shock me if there's promos of him in the stadium series jerseys. Um, I mean, he's he's your he's your top line sniper for the next eight years, and that really makes me happy because they haven't had a guy like that in. A while. I mean, he's your, you know, your first line, second line, wherever you want to put him. Um, you know, he's he's the guy that you look to to put put the puck in the net outside of guys like Konechny, Katarie, you know, guys like that. The the high end guys that you look at to put up points. Um, I mean, I'm fine with it. I like the number. I think we'll grow into that pretty quickly. And um, yeah, no. Yeah, look I mean, what happened with Hughes, Jack Hughes, when they signed him to his big <laughs> extension for having not really that good of a first couple years in the league. That looks great now. Yeah, and and okay, if 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 are you okay with paying Tippett this amount for eight years on this contract? If he's let's say he's he's sub sixty points pretty much every year, but he's at over thirty goals. Definitely, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, yeah, I mean like, like a thirty goal. I mean, how much? I mean, j- just look at Stutzla. I mean, him and Norris. I mean, how much those guys got right away? Yeah, like it, well, it's it's a different game. He had ninety some points. Last yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I get that, but. Wasn't that before though? Didn't he sign that before he got the ninety points? Or am I? I, I think he signed the deal before last season. Yeah, I think it was before his ninety point year. Yeah, I think it was before he got the ninety points, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. okay. He would have gotten like, way more if it was on the ninety point season. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That's crazy. Um, yeah, but I mean, well, that's the thing though. That's that's the whole gamble, right? I mean, you're yeah. you're kind of the player is gambling on themselves, but also the team is gambling on on the potential, and it can work out either really good or really bad. I mean, yeah, some of the I mean, some of the guys heard in the league, rumors like, in the beginning of the season that he could have got a long term extension. Everyone was like, no, no way, he's done anything yet. And then you know, right, you don't have to anymore. Pretty goal, and then you know, it gets it right just, away. Yeah, no. you just do like one uh, year. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's you know, what the incentive was. Maybe it was like score a highlight real goal this week and you'll get the contract by the end of the week. Yeah, I mean, I hate to I hate to kind it's of pile on to the guy. Hate to kind of pile on to the guy, but like there's certain guys in the do league. It anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean <laughs> so, some guys Sam's in the league a ton, of one, a ton of one liners yeah. this episode. <laughs> the one liners in this one are great. Just one not out even of a hat. Man. Dude, if Frazzles if Fraz wow. fall too, he has no idea what to do after I hit him with one. <laughs> Johnny Goudreau, <laughs> right? Johnny Goudreau. What about him? What about him? Yeah, he stinks. Everybody wanted him to come to Philly two summers ago. I was Everybody never more mad in my life as a Flyers fan right. than that. You made an entire rant video about how yeah, I did. Johnny Goudreau did not become a Flyer, and everybody was pissed off, rightfully yeah. so, as they should have been. That's like my third that's, most that's watched video. Move. That's the type of move that they they were promised. They were promised yeah. an aggressive retool. They were check, promised it. Right, exactly. That, you know, funny, for the for PHI Heritage, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, that today in Flyers history was not too long ago. I think it was like January nineteenth. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. was was. But that that's day. not because right. Chuck was some genius and knew he was going to be shitty once he got to a new team. That was just because he no, just no, had no, no, no idea how to make a move. And, yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what I mean. I mean, he couldn't that's, even trade JVR, and JVR is going to be like a twenty-five goal scorer with the Bruins. I mean, right, it's exactly. it's pretty sad. I think the app, I think the app was down when he was trying to do that. But um, <laughs> the whole point is with Goudreau is that when he was a free agent, everybody was trying to get him to come here. You know, they they all wanted that. Everybody was ready to give him, you know, whatever money he wanted, right? $10 million, 9.75. He was taking it. He was willing to take a low low number. He was willing to take a lower number to come here. Imagine paying him like $6. They would have made it work if that's how much he wanted. He probably wanted an eight and a half. They couldn't have because they didn't have any money at that time. They had no money. Dude, they had to buy out Limblom to sign Braun. Yeah. I heard he didn't give, I heard Goudreau didn't give a fuck what he was making. Like he just wanted to be here. Yeah, like I he do. Was, I, that low. He was willing to go below six. That he was their number one target, and I was like, "All right, there's no way they're not getting him." I was dead set on like that is who they're getting. Yeah, like it was. Right. It was around like probably around this time of of 2022, and or 2023, like right right as the season was was kind of going in the the next half, and I'm like, like there's no way, there's no way he's not a flyer next year. And then someone said that to me in May. They're like, "There's like, there's like a ninety-nine percent chance that that he's a flyer." And I'm like, "All right, like, let's go." Like right. Johnny Gutierrez flyer. And, and even the, that day, I was like, "Dude, like, what's going on here?" And then my, it was just crickets. And then you know, signs in Columbus, but yeah, exactly. And and the point I'm kind of trying to make is like, so obviously it's a gamble, and some guys really work out, some guys don't. Everybody wanted him to come here, was prepared to give them whatever, you know. Right, kind of like a blank check, right? And he ends up signing nine seven five with Columbus for eight years, I think. At yeah. like what 28, 29 years old. He's gonna be stuck there now with a no trade clause until he's like 36, 37, maybe 38 years old, and he's putting up 30 points on the team right now. That that's the team yeah. lead in Columbus. Doesn't the no trade not matter? He can wave that whenever he wants, right? Yeah. He could yeah. wave it. He'll, he'll, he'll wave it. Too. He does. 
Yeah, it won't mean anything because you can't move yeah. that contract. But yeah, I mean right. he's he's thirty right now. He takes up twelve percent of their cap on offense. Right. Um, UFA at the end of 2028-29. It's just a brutal contract though to have because it's it's, it's one of those things where you expected him to play at such a high level because he's just coming off he's of a ninety points. Um, they, he, no, he had hundred points. Hundred. He was hundred points. points. I think he was third in the league. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, because everybody, everybody had 100 points that year. Well, yeah, and, yeah but, it was him and like five or six other people yeah. that were all at 115. He was third yeah, in the league. Him, him, really, him and Kachuk really worked well in Calgary. He's, and I think that's obviously like two years part of it. before he can do anything because it's a full no move right now. The first right. four were a full no move. He's got at least mm-hmm. another two years in, in uh, Columbus. And then it's a modified right. no trade and a modified no move. Starting July 1st, well, it's a 10 team no trade. I believe he could still waive the no movement clause himself, but yeah, he could. But he probably realistically won't. is he going to? Probably not because he just yeah. had a kid not too long ago, I believe. So it's like, yeah, and like again, he's, he's not going to move cities. He just looks at me as the type of guy. It's like, how much does he really like to win? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I seriously question that with him. Is like, like, and, and look, I get the family thing. I mean, look, I don't know any. This is just a pure guess, but like, I mean, you sign in Columbus. Like, did you really? Yeah. Are you going there to win, or are you going there for money? Like, come on. Like, well, I think yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It was a pretty close he, option to the. He wanted to be close to home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's not like, I get well, that. to be fair though, he could have he could have gone to the Islanders, and and realistically, yeah. the Islanders probably have no, a slightly knew, better chance. He knew what would happen if he went there. He would have better. He, he would have had a hundred percent a better chance to play with the Islanders than yeah. Columbus. And I hate the Islanders. Yeah, but he didn't but want to bring Paul and Shane on some talent. Like Columbus, right. they have paper, like paper talent. They have guys on paper, like, oh, yeah, it shouldn't be that bad of a roster. But every year they blow. Every year it's I expect them to be point. like just outside the wild card yeah. picture and like take yeah. that next step. And every year they find a way to be the bottom of the league again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even without him, Hantilly. I don't understand how Yarmo Kikalan still has a job. It, it, it's, Especially it's after the know. coaching shit. David Jiracek, too? David Jiracek yeah. is like, yeah, like yeah. calling them out for their. Jiracek's actually been a healthy scratch. Multiple yeah. times. They sent Ken Johnson down. Yeah. Why are you yeah. sending Ken Johnson down? You need him to play. <laughs> They're sitting all their all their really good guys and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Like I mean, I get Vincent, you know, he's kind of like torts and all that and tries to do all that, but like and dude, it, it who knows how, how much worth it if Babcock actually would have made it as the run. head coach. Uh, th- there's just like a terrible vibe there's with him every year. It's like they have all these players, they never have anyone for a long time. And all the guys that are like longtime Blue Jackets are like they're good, but they're not like good players. Like they're not like great. They're not game changers. Like Atkinson, right? Guys like Brandon Dubinsky, like Bobrovsky. He's always been like Rick you know, Nash. Like, um, yeah. Well, Rick Nash was like sick, but like he, he again, was, yeah, he was sick, but he wasn't like he was yeah, never like super elite in, in twenty fucking years. That's he, he could have been on a different team on that team. He could yeah. have been, but he wasn't. It's it's kind of like Giroux here almost. Like Giroux yeah. was elite for a long time, Dude, they had but he 15, wasn't like the level he elite. could have been. He's always elite. Since they got in the league, they've had I think fifteen picks in the top ten, and only like two of them have panned out, and Nash is one of them. Yeah, yeah. no, the Devils, the Devils had all those picks in the top five too, and they they fucking suck forever, and they and then they suck yeah. again this year. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's really underachieving this like, year. It, it, mean, makes and, me, and, it makes me smile that like real happy for the stadium series because yeah. Jack Hughes is probably going to be hurt. Um, I wish he was playing. So we can fucking run him over as well. 
I think he might honestly end up playing. Yeah. I, I think they'll probably try to rush him back for the stadium series because that's the type of game that, that it's so a huge stupid. atmosphere. It would be yeah. stupid, but that's the type of game that is such a huge atmosphere, such a game changer that if they want to turn their season around, Watch, he'll be they back might like have to have him back. Before. He'll be okay. He'll be able to I don't think the team back. would force him back. I think he would force no. himself yeah. back. Well, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. He's a competitive guy. He might force himself back into play. And, mm-hmm. and before, by the way, before anybody starts to come at me for the Giroux comment, he was elite here, obviously. But what He's I'm saying is everywhere. like everywhere. He, he, he could have been on the level of, you know, Crosby, Ovechkin, consistently putting up 90, 100 points if he was on a better team, if he was surrounded with better talent. I and think it's kind I of the same thing yeah. that Nash dealt well, with think- in Columbus. Part of the problem with Giroux was the fact that everyone looked at him and Voracek as the guys who had to score when they didn't need to actually score. They needed Voracek was always a playmaker. Yeah. And they so and Giroux was never a goal scorer either. I mean, they could put up 20, 30 goals because they were that good if you put them with that talent. And the years that they did were the years that they had the surrounding talent to actually get them there. I still think if they don't trade Mike Richards, they win a cup. Um, that's what I don't tell you what happens. Um, I know he, yeah, I, I 100%. I mean, if they have Richards in that 2012 run, I I can't see them not beating Jersey. They could sign I, Richards right now after he looked in the game, the alumni game. He looks good. I, I guess he'll go. <laughs> we'll get Donald to that in a little bit. Still play. I was going to say he's that. Still, he does still play. He still plays professionally. <laughs> what, 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 he looks good. Let's have Nick DeLaurier sit out a couple more games and then Donald Brashear come in. <laughs> For Brash, oh, my yeah. God. He could How's skate. That? Look up how Brashear's doing in, in his either. pro league that he plays in still. Yeah, I know Dude. he plays in some like lesser about, pro right. league. Can we talk about this for a minute? How about Joe Watson with the John Cena music? Oh, man. Dude. When I heard that that was going to happen. Ah, like, save that. Save that. Save that for later. That's that's, that's a whole. That deserves that its whole right. I just set these up for a cookie for it, but all right. Let's um, not let the ball and just talk about it anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple other things before we get into the alumni game here. Um, Ryan Paling, uh, he extended as well. Uh, that kind of came randomly, like four thirty on Friday, uh, as I was literally about to drive to go get Paul to go to the alumni game. He was like, he called me and he goes, uh, he's like, yo, uh, Paling just fucking extended. I was like, what? <laughs> I checked my phone and I'm looking at him like, oh, all right, cool. So, so Paling extends. Uh, it got it was made official, I think, on. After the game on Saturday, we're like five. Um, no press or anything from Briere on this one. Obviously, Tippett Tippett had a, a different, uh, obviously a different thing. Uh, two years, three point eight, one point nine million AAV. Um, I I don't have a lot to say about this. I mean, Paling is Paling. I like Paling. He's got speed. He, you know, PK faceoffs. Um, obviously, enjoys playing here. Probably wanted some 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 stability um, from kind of bouncing around. You know, Pittsburgh, Montreal. He's kind of all over the place a little bit. Um, you know, found a found a home on a on a one year show me deal, and he got an extension at the All Star break. I mean, that's good for him, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he's five hundred k more than he was. It was a one year one point four. He's you know two years one point nine. I don't have a problem paying a guy like him one point you know one point nine million, especially with the cap going up and everything. It's a it's kind of a no brainer deal to be honest, especially when you don't have Gauthier and you need as many centers as you can on your actual roster. So, I still like what I still like really like, really like about it is I still see Paling having the skill set to be like a breakout candidate. Like, like who knows, like maybe somehow this off season with like this coaching staff, maybe he reaches another gear, maybe from, maybe he elevates himself to like a third line center from a fourth line center, in which case, you know, I mean, maybe it doesn't happen regardless. It's a fine contract, 
but I like having guys that have that sort of upside to them. I, I yeah, still I mean, rather have Mayhew. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not talking about Gary Mayhew again. <laughs> I can't do Smith it. Doesn't know how to pronounce the name. Uh, yeah, because you know. Okay, Paul. Okay, your name is Paul. It's Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, it's a good okay. point. But you know what? Talking about Paling, he was a former first round pick, so it, it makes sense. Obviously, he has the upside. He could be a guy, kind of like he's Walton. Walton too. is a first he's round pick. Yeah, he's definitely still young. Yeah. He's twenty four or twenty five. So definitely still has he was but he's got the team was not bad dude i will die on over that guy yeah was good before he got hurt rubsov was good he's he's not wrong he could shoot anywhere dude jay o'brien though i'd rather have tyler pitlick oh my god (laughs) we need to have a random episode in the summer we just talk about random flyers for like an hour yeah and just yeah, then you can talk about me. how you hate Matt Reed. I don't hate Matt Reed. Chris hates Matt oh, Reed. Oh man. Okay. All right. Set of a four hates. Him. All right, we're moving on. Um. Okay. On the brink, Bobby Brink. Uh, oof. He gets sent down. Uh, I had heard like a couple days before that this happened that this was kind of getting close. Um, it was could have happened and it ended up happening. Um, Brink. I think we all can agree was very good in the beginning of the season. Scored his first goal and then completely dipped. Um, I don't think yeah. it was bad. I think he just you just saw the play dip, um, and then he wasn't really playing. And then Torps was kind of saying he wanted them to check. He wasn't checking. I don't know what he meant by that because he went the, he, the other day. He went through this whole thing in practice. It was actually very interesting. And, and then and then this isn't me. I don't want everyone. Oh, this is you going towards again? No, it's not. This is me just you know explaining something that he had said, and it was the fact that. There was a way that he had mentioned checking, and there was a there's a there's different ways you could do it. He was like through the stick, over the stick, with the body, with the hip, more with your ass, like all these different things that he was saying. And I was like, that's very interesting how he talked about that, like how you could you do that differently. I don't know what he expected from Brink because he's a smaller guy. He doesn't really win a lot of puck battles. I don't think it was it, a galactic it's probably, it's probably uh, just working angles because a guy who's that small, yeah, it could have been you're gonna have to check in a different way. You're not going to just go out and run guys over unless you know, you're when you're probably going to get taken down or, or draw a penalty. Just you know, unless, every other on the ice. Unless you're playing against Ristolainen, and he got ran over the other day by a guy who was like half his height. But I mean, you know, that was that was one of the My craziest God. things I think I've ever seen. He got absolutely that blown up. To him. He's always getting like physically <laughs> dominated by someone that he just shouldn't be. I feel like. Yeah, I mean. Though. I feel like the one time the guy gets hit, everyone's like, oh, my God, Risto's terrible. It's no, like, no, 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 no. He's no, not I'm terrible. Not you guys. He's actually, I just mean like he's I actually played really well. I don't wait for him to get hit to say that. I just say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually played really really well for the last like year and a half. It's just funny that he got absolutely lit up by a dude half his height. But, I mean, yeah, no, I think it's it's probably just one of those things where Brink's obviously a smaller guy. You want him to, to be physical without, you know, maybe not necessarily like, trying to truck guys and run them over run through them but work the angles kind of use your size to like just be a little bit of a pest and um yeah i mean you know that's i've never really heard somebody describe checking like that but uh yeah you know i, no, I, I guess it, it wasn't even i'm not even saying it's like a knock i just thought it was interesting like i never even thought of it that way like different right. ways you can go into the boards on a specific angle and it can take a guy off the board yeah, no i mean oh that stuff matters yeah no it, it makes sense i mean obviously like the game is really different to everybody and you can see the ice differently especially if you're a different height but it's just 
I mean, uh, yeah, I guess the way you just described it is definitely you should, interesting. You should just watch some Nathan Gervy uh, clips. I that was going to mention that earlier. Fucking aggressive. Well, Nathan Gervy beat size. Travis Sandheim in a fight. Yeah. yeah. Freaking threw him around. Yeah. That guy was the man. Ragdoll Travis Sandheim at like six foot four. Yeah. I think yeah. Gervy was five foot six. A big Gervy guy. He's like five. Hey, he's like five, five or five, something. He might have been shorter than that, honestly. He was five, four. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. I think. Nathan Gerby. Let's see. The Gerbster. Nathan Gerby. Uh, he was five, six. The Gerbster. Five, four is yeah. what he's listed out on here. Five, four. Yeah. Five, four. Yep. With skates, he's probably five, six. Right. Um. Huh. Yeah. No, it's interesting because I think, you know, I think there's a lot of guys like that. Like they play, you know, bigger than their size, like Atkinson. Like he's, you know, he's mm-hmm. always been one of those guys. Um, but you know, I mean, I just think for Brink, it's like a reset. I mean, since he's gone down there, what he had three goals in two games. I mean, yeah, he's yep. down there already with Gardner and two Amal. That, that's a really good line um, for the AHL. And I think, you know, you just go down there, get some confidence, come back up. I don't see it as a problem. I mean, I think I think Ule has played well since coming up Lixel. Um yeah. I think he's had some good moments. He's been like, I think he was the best game. The I think he was the best step. player in that Detroit game. I honestly thought the game against Tampa was his best NHL game. Um but yeah. I do agree. I thought he was good at I thought he was I thought he was good in all the games. Um he didn't really play the first time around. I mean he played six minutes in Arizona mm-hmm. and then it's got penalty and he yeah. didn't play for that. But no, I mean the Detroit he, game, he had that nasty move cutting into the slot. Yeah, and he's had, just, he's had a prime like prime chance to score in every game he's played. So I mean, I, right. I look, I've said for a while, like I still think he could be like an impact guy at some point. Um, I don't know in what capacity if he's you know like like a 15, 15 goal a year guy or maybe a ten, but I I do think he has skill. He can shoot, and when he's open, he can shoot it. So I mean, I don't know. He's I mean, pretty lethal on the power play too. Yeah, down and, and down in the eye. Yeah, he is. And I mean, we have a, obviously we've talked about this so many times and, you know, whoever, if it's, you know, on the record, off the record, whatever, like we've, we've said, you know, they have a log jam at wing. There's a ton of wingers, ton of, guys, ton of left-hand shots. Um, they don't really have many right-handed shots like Tippett, Konechny. Um, You know, you go through the list, Walker, Risto, like there aren't really many, a ton, Drysdale, Risto, I said Risto already. Like there, there's, there's, there aren't really a ton. Um, and, you know, I know three of them are, or yeah, did I say three or whatever? A good chunk of them are, are defensemen. But that's the thing. Like if you and I think this kind of you know, I was wondering about this too, like with the deadline and everything coming up, like does that play into it? Like if they're trading guys for picks, um, that's one thing. But if they're trading guys for prospects, like are you going for like a specific type of player? Like, you know what I mean? I know they've said like kind of guys who can kind of refurbish their career. Um, but I don't know. It's just something Reformation to think of. projects, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna try to say the word, but I, I'm not, I can't spell, or speak. Uh, okay, so uh, we got a little bit of an ad break here. Uh, if you are a Flyers fan looking to share your fandom, uh, we'd like you to check out the hockey stick sunglasses created by our friends over at Blade Shades. Uh, the group has both polarized and non-polarized options and several pro teams available, which makes them the perfect gift for a hockey fan in your life. They've even got goalie stick models uh, available for the attendee in your life as well. And we, 4Fly Guys, have a 25% discount code uh, for you when you use Mayer25, M-A-H-E-R-2-5, at checkout on teamclicks.com. That's T-E-A-M-C-L-I-X.com, and that's Mayer25, M-A-H-E-R-2-5. 
two, five. Okay, uh, this is going to be probably my favorite topic of the episode, the alumni game. This was a lot of fun. I thought the Flyers hit this out of the park. Um, the last one that I was at, I won't go into details, but I will say it was very disappointing. I think it was very put together, very rushed. I think it was put together very kind of like throwing darts at the wall, and I think they missed a lot of spots. Um, I don't think the two guys that went into the Hall of Fame that night got the the best way it could have been, um, Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett, considering there was only like 5,000 people at the game, and it was only lower bowl tickets, and it wasn't televised. It was streamed. You could they actually wasn't even streamed. Um, I thought this one was much better. I thought they hit all the bells and whistles they could have. They did everything possible to make this a really good event, not just for Mark Recchi, but also for the two uh, Stanley Cup winning teams, 1973-74 and 74-75 teams, um, 50 years of celebrating you know, the two cup wins, the two championships in our team's history. It was, it was really good. I mean, there was only three guys that weren't there from the original team. Um, I think there was a lot of, of, of emotion in the building, a lot of excitement a lot of joy and good memory. And I think it played out with the game. I mean, every era was there. Mike Richards comes back. You get the, the you know, the guys from 2010. Um, you know, I think the having chief on the bench and, you know, having, you know, Hilferty and Joan and Jonesy and, and Briere and, and all that stuff. I mean, I, I think it was better that they played another team too. And then, you know, like I mentioned the last time it was more, you know, um, it, it was just like a, a scrimmage essentially. So I, I, I really liked it. I, it was a fun night, really, you know, good game to see a bunch of different, you know, guys that kind of played it. It, it did suck to not see the crazy eights line with Fedek, um, but unfortunately Fedek, Fedek did get hurt. But to see, you know, the, the, they, I think they called it the line of crazy or something, and, and Recky was on that top line. And, you know, you had Hartnell who had like 95 scoring chances in that game, and maybe it was from, from us talking with him. He got a little nervous, but... I had a blast. I thought it was great. Um, Paul, you were there with me. Any uh, any thoughts? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, obviously, I've never been to an alumni game before, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. But uh, it was just a really well-put-together event. And I think uh, from the time that they started the pregame kind of ceremonies, they did the uh, – first, it was the just kind of hype video for the alumni game. They brought on the, uh, the 1975, 74-75 cup-winning teams. And then um, – you know, kind of let them have their moment with the Stanley Cup because they never got to have that before. So that was something that was really cool. Um, brought on the Bruins and then did the uh, kind of the normal ceremonies for the uh, the pregame. It was just really well done. Um, everything from that to Lauren Hart singing God Bless America, just the way it was all put together, it really flowed um, just, just really smoothly. It felt like kind of, you know, Recky has a, had a quote about it, actually. They, they asked him about kind of, Ed Snyder and, and what the team was like when he was here. He said it was family. It was everything about family. I know right now he's looking down. Jonesy, Danny, towards and Sharpie. They're bringing family back to this organization. Pretty much can't really encapsulate it better than that because it just felt yeah. like such a close, like, family experience throughout the whole arena. Yeah. And just I just think, being... especially for, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think, too, for especially a guy like Recky who played here two times. Played her early in the 90s when the team was in their first rebuild. Um, kind of, you know, I ended up getting shipped away and then gets traded back. Um, Bobby Larkin ended up picking him back up. And then, you know, Flyers kind of went on a run there and he was there for, you know, good 
good couple of years with Primo and you know guys like Jonesy and stuff like. That. I mean, I think it was, I think it was a really good event. Um, you know, again, I think you know, I think Paul, I think you had the nail on the head with with all that. Um, Will Sam, you guys get anything? I just think, I just think that that ceremony meant was really important to a lot of people and everybody that needed to be made happy was made happy and then some. And I heard like it was a lot, even some of the Bruins guys that were there for the alumni, they, they said that was one of the best alumni related ceremonies they've ever been a part of. And it was, it was celebrating something that happened against them. So, yeah, I mean, what does that tell you? And then also hearing, uh, you know, like some other guys too, like I've I've never even seen Ray Bork play. So that was cool. Yeah. No. And then um, guys, Hearing Lou announce the cup, like yeah. uh, introduce yeah. the cup, is man, I just wish that, it gives you a um, just a feeling of what it'll it'll be like when it finally happens. And yeah, I don't know, like that that was just like watching. It's that gonna be like the Eagles so winning amazing. again on steroids. Like it's gonna be like yeah. three times the amount of the Eagles winning the first time. I didn't. I was. I didn't even like. I was just. I had my eyes just fixated on the cup the entire time. Yeah, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I think it was cool. Like the cup was on the ice, like. That's the first time I had ever seen the cup in any sort of other fashion than what it was during intermission, which was, you know, you know, roped off at a, at a section, and that's kind of it. Um, I thought I thought it was awesome. Again, I thought they hit, you know, I thought they hit every button that they they needed to. Um, I thought it was great. I mean, the, the tickets were cheap. Their parking was free. You go down, you see a bunch of different areas of Flyers hockey. The Stanley Cups in the building. I mean, it was just such a good night. Unfortunately, the game Saturday wasn't great, and it was the opposite score. But um, yeah, it, it was just an awesome night. Did you guys go down on the concourse to see the cup? Didn't they have it up there between the second? No, and third I, honestly, I wanted to watch the game. I had seen the cup yeah. in in the building at that point, like I think twice. So I was I was cool with kind of just watching the game. Um, I don't know. Seeing the cup, dude's like whatever. I've seen the cup. I just hadn't <laughs> seen it, and I've seen it in that that um, setting. I guess just kind of sitting there on a table. Like I, it was at the draft, and then it was the 50th anniversary season, 100th anniversary of the NHL when they had the those trucks that would come by. Yeah. Um. Yep. They had those like event trucks, NHL history trucks. The cup was always in them, so the cup was at the one. And uh, me, and my yeah, dad, were I. Uh, Good. Yeah, no, I, I walked by it too. Um, it was in the in the I think it was the right at the end of the first intermission is where they kind of had it out in um right next to right near the entrance, right next to the staircase where the recce balloons were. Um, that's where they had it, and there was pretty much nobody there. There was you know maybe four or five people there, and then by intermission, obviously there's an entire crowd, and you can't even like lift your phone over to try to see it. But um. Yeah, no, it was just cool to have it kind of be in the building because it gives you a sense of, you know, what it's going to be like one day, like you said, Sam. Um, yeah, no, just just really good event and uh, lots of um, really good errors just kind of encapsulated in one. Um, I did get a picture of the cup for the, uh, the Heritage account, PHI Heritage. You guys should go check that out. Uh, another one of our brands doing really well so far. Um I mean, Chris, you know, obviously you want to probably say, say a couple things about that. Yeah. I I've been running the heritage account. It's been a ton of fun. Um, we, uh, I haven't really been doing it in any sort of way. I've kind of just been really searching on getting really, getting really good at that and searching on YouTube and just kind of finding whatever I've been doing, getting into these like total rabbit holes where I just like find video after video of different things from the eighties. And, um, you know, I, I found some stuff tonight 
uh, as we're recording this, that Lauren Hart had seen and Dave Pullen follows us. Chris Terrian has loved a lot of our stuff. It's been a lot of fun. And um, Eric Lindros had retweeted something the other day that I put up. Um, so it, it's it's been really good. I mean, it's it's one of our our better accounts. We're almost at a thousand followers in a month, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, we really appreciate all the love on that. And you know, I love. You guys know I'm a nerd for Flyers history, so it's, it's been really cool to, to run that. And, um, you know, I think I think it's something different because not too many people really do it, especially like have a brand about it and like a whole, you know, kind of page and something that we do. And we also have themed articles for it, which is really cool. And, you know, we kind of each month we kind of, you know, go back into history and, and do that too. So because I think people appreciate that stuff because they lived it. And also to the fact of like, you know, we can not only they lived it, but kind of recreate the memory with them. And, and that's, that's right. the one thing that I really enjoy doing with it is, you know, if there's something that I can find and that someone may, someone may have never seen it before, I can kind of put that out there. And it's, it's not to, not just to get engagement, but to also, you know, uh, educate people at the same time. And, and that's kind of the goal with it is not just to, to post it just for views and clicks. Like, obviously that's, you know, one of the things that, that we obviously enjoy, like, why wouldn't we, you know what I mean? We're, we're a media company, but at the same time, like, you know, we really, I personally, I love posting something that, you know, is a really cool video that might only get like 20 likes, but it was still a really cool video. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I, I love that stuff. So I think it's great. And um, again, we really appreciate all the support on that one. So it's, it's been a blast so far. Yeah. Well, you got anything on the alumni game here? I think it really just shows, how good of a job Danny and Keith Jones really and Dan Helferty have been doing on the like kind of like behind the scenes stuff, like not just like on the product we see in front of us on the ice. Like the alumni game was the culmination of what they've been doing kind of behind the scenes in terms of repairing the the brand to the alumni and other like players who might want to come here. Like th this was a big thing. It really just showed like yeah. how well they did that. I think it was, it was amazing. Um, so it was, it was really good to see that. Yeah. I, I, just one quick thing I didn't want to say. I do think that it, it makes Jonesy and, and Hilverty and Danny, like it makes them look, um, I think it just makes, like, I think they're just proving how, like, how much they just, they get it. Care. You know what I mean? like, yeah. And, and not, yeah, not just care, but like they, they make it look easy because they understand it. You know what I mean? Right. Like they, they don't have around here so much. Yeah, they don't have to put. I felt like it, it was always like they had to put so much effort into it to like, kind of like force it. Now it just feels natural. Like well, that. I, I think the other night that didn't it feel did, like yeah. like you know obviously that stuff takes time because you have the plan and you have to get all the guys there. Like I was talking with Bill Meltzer for months about that and the the planning and everything. And um, I saw some stuff beforehand and I, it was really cool and. Um, I mean, you know, obviously Bill's great. He does all the socials and stuff for, for the alumni. So, I mean, he busted his ass. The, 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 the program alone was incredible. I mean, it was one side was recce and they went through all of that and the stats and the 123 point season breaking Bobby Clark's record. And then going into the other side of it, which was, it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just for recce, not to take away from recce's day, but it was, you know, the cup teams and everything. It was just it total, total home run, dude, total home run. It was yeah, great. 100%. And I think, honestly, one of the most impressive parts about the whole thing, though, is it's not even that it was just the alumni game that was a home run. The Ed Snyder game in early January was also yeah. a home run. Yeah, on it, his it, birthday. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, two back-to-back -back 
just really successful, like yeah, slam perfectly pinpointed, yeah, yeah, absolute home runs of of an event. And like it's you and said, I, you know, I knew it feels you were a lot more natural. Yeah. 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 I was I was at both. So it's it's kind of like being there in person for both really kind of helps you understand that uh you know the, the, the new brass, Hilferty, Jones, Briere, they all just really do get it. And you said it feels a lot more natural. I think that's because you know, we've seen kind of maybe with the past alumni games, I don't I don't really know. I wasn't at them, so I don't I'm not well, too I, sure. I but. know the one in twenty seventeen. That was done really well. Um, yeah, that was the fiftieth anniversary season. They had everyone there. The LCP line played. The Legion of Doom played. You know, that was one of the really good ones. Um, that was right. sold out. That was on television. Um, yeah. I know there were some some stuff that that it wasn't as like like that. Like the cup wasn't there or anything like that. But it was still right. a really good night. I mean, the game unfortunately ended in a tie, and the Penguins mm-hmm. had double shifted all their recently retired guys. Like Tyler Kennedy played pretty much the entire second half of the game, and he retired the year before. Um, yeah. Tyler Kennedy. So you know, I'm happy about that. But I will say, like, you know, twelve playoff legend there. Yeah, oh my God, man. And I I know that they you know they had some other alumni games before like they traveled to russia and they did a whole tournament um or a whole um not tournament but what, what is the word called i can't think of it like like it's kind of like, yeah like a tour essentially yeah like they kind of just went around right. and played a couple of different games and um they did a couple outdoor games too but that one was different like to hit like almost 50 i mean it's probably like what fifteen thousand people were there on friday You'd say I, I would say it was pretty close to full. I mean, yeah, yeah, whatever, was, whatever the capacity is at the Farg. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, well, it's like, like nineteen thousand. Yeah, I don't think it if wasn't it's nineteen. And, no, no, yeah. no, no. But if it, if it's nineteen thousand, then there had to be at least probably fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Because I know a lot of the upper the upper stands were empty, but down the whole lower bowl was filled. Twenty one. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, whole it's lower just, bowl, and I would say probably half to three quarters of the upper was probably. Yeah pretty much full too and yeah. it's it's not even just the alumni games that i was talking about just any sort of tribute or like special event that the past kind of leadership groups had been uh you know planning they, they just they missed or they, there was just something that was like slightly off and i yeah, think I mean, obviously that's guys they were, wrong and yeah <laughs> it's just like i mean they forgot you know it's snyder's birthday the one year it's, it's, it's just birthday. brutal yeah it's it's, it's I, I think it's just it's things you of, can't they were trying right is what I it was. Maybe they were trying too hard to be Ed Snyder or trying to like so desperately like save face and make it look like they cared that they were trying too hard. And now Briere, Hilferty, and Jones, it's just like they know that they can't be Ed Snyder. Then they're not going to be, but yeah. they know what he what his and values were, that and that's was, what they're doing. His team, and they know what he stood for, and they exactly they know exactly what his values they, were. Yeah, I mean, for two guys that lead the brass. And another guy who gets it and was a lifelong fan in Hilferty, like it, it, it's just it makes total sense. Um, yep. And you know, Briere played here in some of the best years of, of the re- the recent years of the team, and Jonesy was here during one of the best eras of the Flyers. You know, the the Legion of Doom, the nineties, two thousands, all that. So it, it was it was done really well, and I I think you know like like to see some guys like Joe Watson. Like I know we joked around the John Cena thing, but. To to a guy like him who played October eleventh, nineteen sixty seven, the Flyers' first ever game, to then play January twenty twenty six of of uh, twenty twenty four, like that's insane. Like, that's he's in the helmet too. Yeah, and he's he's, he's, he's hilarious he made, too. Yeah, and he like yeah, made he some plays like with his Coatsy interview. 
He's hilarious. Though. Yeah, no, he was good. I mean, I think they they did a really good job. I mean, getting guys like Richards to come in, um, you know, teaming in. Um, obviously, Mark Howe I thought was good. Like, I mean, a lot of guys were good. I know we joked about Donald Brashear and all that, but I mean, it was just a good game. I thought the jerseys were nice. Um, you know, I, I just it was just a really really good day. I mean, I I had a blast. It, it's one of my favorite events whenever it's on. Um, because again, like I said, I'm a nerd for this stuff. I know I haven't stopped talking about it for the past ten minutes, but it's been it was it was just great. It was it was awesome. And now they're making that documentary too. I think they announced it at the game. They're making that uh. Uh, was it Cold War in Philly documentary against uh, yeah. the uh, the Russia series or some shit like that? Yeah, that looks really cool. I can't wait for that yeah. to come out. I don't yeah, know. I forget when they where they said it's like releasing or something like that. But mm-hmm. I saw the trailer and that looks really cool. Yeah, I mean the Flyers video team has been incredible the past couple of years. Unfortunately, they haven't really had a product to use with that said video team, but they've been really, really good. From like yeah, the I mean, jersey, that jersey reveal video reviews. was crazy. I thought the ed- the editing at the alumni game was good. There's the promo videos for that, like the oh, cup yeah, team. And, yeah, it was it was awesome. Speaking of jerseys, I mean the stadium series. I love the way they reveal jerseys now. Yeah, yeah. I love how it's not just yeah. here. It is. It's like all this like big photo shoot and shit for it. But mm. you know what? what did, did, did Jersey not just rip us off from the 2019? Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's their our exact design from that. It's just a devil's version. Yeah, just red and black and the yeah, devil's logo the, instead the of ours. Yeah. One. Yeah. Fucking assholes. I hate the devil. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a color rush. It looks nice. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, no. You know, I think, uh, no. What do we think about the Flyers one? Love it. Love I like the it. Flyers one. I think, I think it, yeah. it could have been better. I, I like the, I like orange numbers. I like mm-hmm. the big number on one side, the logo on the other. Um, I like the extra detail in the Flyers' wings on the logo and then into the circle or into the puck. Um, I, I like it. I mean, I'm not – I probably won't get one unless they win because I don't want to spend that much money on a jersey. And then if they lose, like, you know, like Lake Tahoe, if it's like 7-3 or something. Oh, yeah. The nameplate going the whole way around the back is awesome. Yeah, that's that really cool. So cool. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's – And it's also it a different a sock pattern. Than they've used, which is cool. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot worse, especially based on what was kind of like being leaked out. Like I, I was expecting a, a lot worse. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that it, you know, is kind of just white. It's, it's not as bold as I thought it would be, which I personally like. But uh, Will, I know you wrote an entire article about it. You got anything on it? Yeah, I actually, I really like it. I mean, like, truthfully, I think any white jersey would never really be my favorite. Like, I, I like to see the team's color like come through. But given what it is, I really don't know that, like, I would change much of anything to it. Like, the, the use of the orange numbers in the back, like Chris said, is great. The nameplate thing is really unique and something I don't think we've ever seen before, mm-hmm. where the nameplate goes into an entire stripe. Um, I like the a little bit with the, the 0607, the chrome, but it went out to the shoulder more. Yeah. Back. But yeah. The outside of that, no. Um. Yeah, I know. I really like the jersey. I think something about the orange stripe on the sleeve is just like the perfect size. And really, I feel like that amount of color comes through way more than I would have expected it to. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's a great jersey. I don't like it as much as the 2019 Stadium Series, but I think it's leagues ahead of their current alternate, the 2017 Stadium Series jersey, which I personally hate. I hate that jersey too. It's so bad. I don't get why. Sorry, a little black side one? rant. Is that what you just said? It's the current alternate yeah, it's 2017 Stadium Series. I don't get why there's no white in the jersey, but it's in the numbers and the logo. 
The best Flyers jersey is the 2008 one. The 2008 jersey, the Danny Briere, Lupul, mm-hmm. Lupul era. That's the best black jersey they have. The the, oh, the yeah. one from the nineties isn't bad, but I it's just that's that one is just the best one. Yeah. Um. Well, do you think do you think our jersey is the best out of the four? The four oh yeah, no. I think the Rangers one is the best. The Rangers one, the is, pretty cool. one is the worst. Um, the Devils, I'd, go, I'd, go Rangers, I'd go Rangers, us, uh, New Jersey, and the Islanders. The Islanders one is, is that looks like an it looks like an like it looks like that Oilers jersey that the Dude, they should use Comic Sans for the font. <laughs> what the fuck? I understand. I I like how it, it like fits. I understand it's supposed to be like a full like uniform type thing. But it's just a fu- all they did was just make it blue. It's not blue, even their not even their blue. blue and like, then it just yeah. says Isles in the most boring font you could ever think Isles. of. Isles. Yeah. yeah. Like, Wait, I, I don't I think the Islanders have some of the worst jerseys ever. And that is up there with some of the other ones. The fisherman jersey, that's probably one of their best ones. Their black one from a couple years ago is terrible. Their alternate now. With the blue and the orange numbers, with the white, it's horrific. I don't even really like their their jerseys to begin with. They're home and they're away. Like they're just kind of boring to me. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. I was never really a huge fan of their logo. Like I, I don't know. I just yeah, tell them. I, I hate the Islanders. I hate the Islanders. The Islanders yeah. will always be my arch nemesis because they ruined my first ever Flyers game, and I'll yeah, never like them. Dicks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> Bob Nystrom. I will never like the Islanders. <laughs> But, I uh, saw this mock up of this Flyers jersey. I don't know. You guys might have already seen it. I'm gonna send it to you guys. And you tell me if you'd rather this one be had have been the jersey or the one that was we it got. was it uh Pat makes heart? I don't fucking know. I just screenshot it. I, so, oh so god. The, I think that looks sick, man. Oh, that no. is so cool. This? That yeah, that is so cool. People in visual can that. see it. Audio not so much, it. but it's essentially yeah, a black jersey with two orange sleeves and the one sleeve. It looks like the right. It looks like it looks like it has the like logo that extends and just goes straight. It's huge in the logo. It's oh all. God, it is so cool. Ew. For the audio listeners, the the jersey is the logo, pretty much. Yeah, it just masks. It's a It's like half. I love contrast. The whole that's right terrible. arm is like the Quakers jersey, like the old Quakers jersey, and it fades yeah. into the logo. That's uh, no, oh, it's it's Quakers. Oh. so cool. I, I would, would, I, would, I, would, I would buy Wait that and I would never really take it off. Nerdy. Wait until I get really nerdy with Heritage. I start posing about the Quakers. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Oh, my no, God, I, I like their current one more, but like, I like their current one more than that state, uh, more than the one you just showed, Sam. Um, but that one's definitely good. Which one? Like, the, the, the one, one you just. You yeah. like this? Yeah. Hell yeah. I like it. Look I don't like that. it more than the current one. Tell me that's not perfect for a stadium mm. series where you're supposed to do big, bold shit, you know? Yeah. Well, this would be cool if they had an orange helmet. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, hold on. What's that on our helmet that we got? That, we that would be good for This would make sense with an orange helmet. That's the ones that we got. The ones that we got, then we just get a big logo on it. It would make sense with an orange helmet. You have orange numbers, and it goes orange up to the top. All right. Well, okay. So then kind of going off that then. The current jerseys, right? Pat makes art. Who's the guy who he made the uh, Claude Giroux ticket sub for his thousandth game? He uh, yeah, kind of made his own. Flyers. He, he kind of made his own revised version of the Stadium Series jersey. And you know, if, if your video, you can see this. I do like it better. It's it's just the black outline, kind of a little bit of uh, a. I think it's unnecessary. A little, little bit of a more stroke to the your, logo. I need to hold that up against like the actual one. I'm. 
I, I like I like the black line around the logo. I said that when I yeah. saw it that they should have that just so you can see where the end of the logo is. I think they should do that on their away jerseys. Personally, Wait, hold um, that back up. But it other was, than that, I think that's the only change I like. Reverse I don't like the stripe change. Yeah, he just think, lined. Yeah, he just lined. Terrible. Terrible. I don't know. I think it's a nice touch. I think it's just they, cleaner. They, they need an orange an, an orange helmet for one of these out there. All games. orange? Yeah, just a full orange helmet with like a black chrome logo. Like if they did a matte, a matte orange, like the Canucks did the matte. No, black. that would look. Oh, no. that works with matte black. I don't think that works. If it was orange. chrome orange, mm-hmm. oh my god, dude, chrome, chrome, chrome would look cool. Like if it was the orange, like our logo, like the Four Fly Guys logo, that deep, deeper orange. Yeah. Oh my god, the chrome, that would look, dude. I wasn't on board until you said chrome. That might work because it, it's. The I think the reflectiveness takes if it over. Was chrome or matte, I don't even care, dude. Just give me an orange bucket. No, not you. Don't, you think regular plastic, all orange, would look cool? This this man really wants them to look like traffic cones. The regular plastic that they're made out of. Like, no, not any traffic cone is bright. What are you talking about? A traffic cone is bright orange. I just said the dark, still going to be orange. Yeah, but dark orange, dude. If it was like a if it's like a white or black jersey, if it's an orange jersey, no, obviously it's stupid to look like a fucking highlighter. I think if, if you're not was, doing if it if was you're not doing one, the chrome, then so it's much better. If, if, yeah, if, 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 I mean, if it, but if it's just for one game, who cares? If it's just well, one game, it looks good, it looks good. Yeah. If it's an well, orange yeah, but... orange buggy with a black strap. Oh my god, come on. But imagine like you know that iconic picture that, of, of Giroux from the last one where he's going like with his arms like this after he won it. Yeah. Imagine he's in just like this goofy ass looking orange helmet. Oh no, dude, that would be I think that hel- those helmets were about as orange as it gets. That's as much as you <sighs> yeah, can do with much. a big logo. Hey, I love those helmets. I love I that jersey. That's one of my favorite Flyers jerseys. That is that is my favorite. It's it's so sick. I remember how disappointed I was when in the video game when you wore those jerseys, you, you didn't get the helmet to go with it. Yeah, you get the cool looking helmet. Yeah, fucking shitty assy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, let's kind of transition over here, fellas. Uh, head into the six. Travis Konechny, NHL All Star Game uh, upcoming this weekend. They got the uh, the draft coming back. Um, let's kind of take a look here. So the the jerseys are are just, jerseys. The jerseys suck. Uh, we'll get into that. Um, the colors it's the same white, blue, red, and and what is it? Black is the other one. Um, they're, they're yellow, yellow, blue, red. I don't mind the front. Uh, I don't mind the big star in the NHL. I think it's cool. I I hate the the font. Is horrific. The fact that it's under the number is stupid. Um, well, you know the Thieves designed them, right? Yeah, and that makes it even worse. Go figure. Uh, it's it's bad, dude. It's really bad. I mean, it's just as bad as, as the Jonas Brothers being the, the concert. No, that's year. a good idea. Oh, Sam, shut up. Um, that's a good well, what, idea. What's the one for the Islanders-Rangers game? It's AJR. Mm-hmm. It's, that's it's, cool. It's even worse. And what got, do you mean? They're good, too. Oh, my dude. Oh my God! You know, right. you know, who, you know, who, wait, you know, you know who they should have instead of the Jonas Brothers, though. Who? Big time rush. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. I would he absolutely. He came hey, home facts. from the rookie game, the Saturday night game, the second one. We were depressed. They played like sh- there was terrible the entire weekend, and we blasted big time rush coming home for two hours on the on the, the fucking turnpike coming all the way home. It was great. Big time rush is good story, but anyway. 
All-Star player draft on Thursday. Each team has a captain, co-captain, and a celebrity captain, Team Hughes. Uh, that's Quinn and Jack, Elias Pedersen, and then Michael Buble. Um, and it's going to look like who? <laughs> Michael Buble. Oh, I thought you said like um, Buble. I'm like, no, Buble. Uh, and then Jesper Bratt is going to be replacing Jack Hughes because he's hurt. Uh, team Matthews is Austin Matthews with Morgan Riley and Justin Bieber. Team McKinnon is Nathan McKinnon with Kale McCarr and Tate McRae. And then Team McDavid is Connor McDavid with Leon Dreisaitl and then Will Arnett. Uh, the skills competition is on Friday. There's no more winners for each event. Uh, it's a 12-player tournament. Matthews, McCarr, McDavid, Pasternak, Pedersen. That's Elias Pedersen from Vancouver. Uh, JT Miller, Dreisaitl, Barzal, McKinnon, um, Kucherov, Hughes, Quinn Hughes, and then William Nylander. Each player is going to com, uh, compete in four of the first six events, accuracy shooting, fastest skater, hardest shot, one-timers, the passing challenge, and then stick handling, and then the top eight advance to the quote-unquote shootout, and then the top six advance to an obstacle course, and then the All-Star game is on Saturday. That's the same you know, three-on-three format used since 2016. And the coaches, uh, Jim Montgomery from the Bruins, Peter Laviolette from the Rangers, Rick Bonus from Winnipeg, and Rick Tockett from the Canucks. Any thoughts here, boys? What's the point of the celebrity? Is the celebrity guy like just there to help pick the team? I guess it's, it's basically. I know it's just a marketing thing, but just like yeah. I, I think they're just kind of. I don't know. Maybe they'll have them on the bench or something. I have no they clue. I, no I, clue I, so I don't know Tate McRae. You don't know Will Arnett. No. Yeah, Will Arnett's a good. You don't comedian. know Justin. You don't know Justin Bieber. Oh well, uh, yeah, right, Bieber. I know <laughs> Bieber, but but yeah. those two, I, mean, I didn't know the other two. Tate McRae was dating Cole Cylinder at the Blue Jackets. Yep. And yep. then they broke oh, up. And then bad. she immediately released a song that was like very NHL, like hockey heavy. And she's just mm. become the face of like the celebrity face of the NHL now, which is hilarious because she's Cole Cylinder's ex. I'd, I'd never heard of her before that. Yeah. yeah. Is, this, is this a TikTok yeah. thing? No, yeah. no, she's, she's like an actual like, musician. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is she like a legendary girl? Was it? She like kind of, kind of, kind of at realm. Nope. I don't no, know. Dude, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. Well, uh, just, we'll just stop answering. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind being on her team though. I mind said she like Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, I don't know. I don't know shit about shit. My knowledge of stops at right what I explained. Situation. Nice. That's yeah, the what I know. The entire situation. You just didn't answer. Well, because it's, it's hilarious that. She's now the face of the NHL as a celebrity, and she's Cole Sillinger's ex. Like, imagine yeah. Cole Sillinger. Like, bro, has just got to deal with that constantly now. I wish she had gotten oh, yeah. fan voted into the into the game. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <shut up. laughs> the All Star yeah. game has sucked um, since John Scott was in it. Pretty much, and really bad sense. And that's what that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, I don't even I don't even know if I have any thoughts on this. I've been Games mentally checked out from the All Star Game for like five years. Yeah. I mean, like I, how I, I watched. No, the no, no. I haven't watched. The... Serious question. Serious question. How does an obstacle course work? What do you mean? That's the main. That's the main event of the skills comp. The top do you, six. Do you not know what an obstacle course, course is? I, I do know what that is. I'm. I'm... What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? How yeah, does it work? I, how the hell does an it's like a it's like a, a pre, it's like a relay thing? It's I'm a, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's probably a timed relay, and they probably have to skate through it. 
Although that would be interesting if, like, I hope the other end of the Isers is a huge moon bounce and they all have to just jump. (laughs) Do you remember remember the one year it was like the skills relay where like it started out where you had to do right the stick handle between like the pucks on the ice? Well, well, I think that's what they mean. They just call it or something different. And like the I remember like the last thing, the last thing they had to do was remember they had to go through like that tower of like whichever hole like light it up. You had to. I thought that was pretty cool. Pick it up. You had to pick up the puck and like put it through that and then like. Was that the one where? No, Drew did it. Drew was yeah, there. I know G did it. And wasn't that the one where Carlson took like like three minutes or two minutes? It took him forever to do that. And then there was the other one where Dowdy kept missing, and then he just kept firing slap shots because he got annoyed. That was I don't I think, think was it was. It might have been that year. I don't know if it was that competition. Yeah, because that was your G at the hat trick. Oh, I think I think the one you're talking about is like when that was um, last. That was Vegas. Yeah, they had to hit the light up targets during passing, and every time like. Yeah. Every time like Dowdy would like pass to it, it would stop lighting up and then he'd yeah. like, all out or, of sync. Or it would go over it and he kept missing it. Well, like it's just like, yeah. hey, hot take here. Digital targets fucking blow. Like <laughs> if, if, if you like the digital tar- digital targets, I don't know what the fuck. Like you don't like seeing a plate get broken. Yeah. Like, that's the best part about it. Yeah, it's funny. I posted the video from the and I wish I wish the NHL would do this. I posted a video a couple weeks ago on Heritage from the Flyers team skills competition from 1999. Then it was like mm. Bundy was shooting pucks at plates and like Chris Terrian was doing hardest shot and everything. And, and Bundy, had, you know, he liked it and everything. And uh, I think we got a bump on some of the goalie for that too. And, um, you know, we, uh, the more I posted that, I was I'm looking back, I'm like, I wish teams would do this more. Like, I mean, that was like a, Bundy had said to us that that was like an NHL mandated thing. Like they had to do that. They had to pick a year or pick a day um, throughout the season and then have a, a day like that. And then San Filippo was saying on the pod that that was something that like it used to be packed for stuff like that. I wish they would do that. I know the Oilers do it. I know that, like there's other teams in Canada. I think the Jets do it as well. I the wish the Jets just did it. Yeah, yeah. I wish the Flyers would do that more. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, I, know. Be I was thinking about that. I'm like, why the hell don't we do that? That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, I I when did, when did these teams do, right? do it though? Like, Sends just, just the other day. But, like, is it just well, that, or is it like a, is it like ahead of something? Like, and you had it like the weekend of the carnival, right? Where it was like Saturday, you had like a oh, weekend yeah. off, and then you did the carnival Sunday. Like, that would have been a cool thing to do. Um, you make it like a full weekend, you like alumni game Friday, that Saturday, and then the carnival Sunday, like a full Flyers weekend type of thing. Like, the carnival used to be on TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they used to do stuff like that all the time. There's be so many points and stuff. Yeah, I, carnival. I, on TV. I, I remember like seeing I clips of that it'll be back on TV soon. Yeah. What do you watch though? Like you just watch these people. Yeah, like, well, yeah they kind of just wheel. go around. Well, no, it's like Coatsy will go around to like. Ah, uh, okay. It's like, like it's like uh, yeah, yeah, stuff get, like that. Yeah, but it, I mean, it used to be on TV. I mean, it was on TV. I think before the year before COVID, that it's had to stop, and they haven't done it since. But I don't think the carnival's really been the same mm-hmm. since COVID. I was there last year. Um, I'll be back. I mean, I think me and Paul are gonna go this year, but. Um, I already have tickets, but I mean, I, I love the carnival. I've been going since I was a kid. I mean, I think it's awesome. And, and it, it's just one of the, again, it's another one of those things that go back to the heritage point we were talking about. Like, it's another one of those things like they just keep hitting the nail on the head and they keep, you know, getting in touch back with what the flyers were. And they understand that they know that. And, you know, I think that's, that's kind of where, where they're at, um, you know, with, with the, with the team right now and, and, you know, kind of getting back to, like I said, what the Flyers were. So, yeah, I mean, like, well, kind of like Flyers getting back to where they were. But, I mean, the NHL, in a sense, has kind of gotten All-Star Weekend 
a little bit back to where it was. I mean, obviously the celebrity co-captain thing is a little bit of the gimmick this year, but the fact that they brought back the player draft is definitely pretty cool. I think that was the one of the best parts of the old All-Star game. Well, I should I say old, but you know, early 2010s. That was uh that was one of the coolest things when they did, when they did the player draft. You remember when Obi uh <laughs> Obi didn't want to get picked to the last pick because yeah. he wanted a car? <laughs> the car, yeah. Well, don't put it past yeah. them to to mess it up or something like that. Just because it's bringing it back doesn't mean it's going to be what it used to be. Yeah, no, I mean it could be, it could be really bad. You I mean, never know. But they got rid of it because like GMs didn't like that their players got picked last. Yeah, they didn't because they thought that it dropped their stock somehow. Yeah, you're at the All Star game and it's clearly a fucking joke. Like, who, who yeah. cares? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, yeah, that's I don't know. the same argument as like people complaining, and specifically people in the NHL complaining that Bedard got too much media attention. Like, mm. <laughs> so who got too much media yeah, attention? Yeah, Bedard. I don't know, man. He does. Fucking scumbag! <laughs> but why would he do anything? Why wouldn't you market him? I hate him. I don't know. Why? I, don't I can't know. stand him. <laughs> well, I, did, I don't hate him. Hard. I just hate. I, I don't. I don't hate him. I hate the team that he's on. So by okay. by by uh, association. If they did the uh, the draft last year, Kevin Hayes would have gotten taken like top three overall because everyone loves him, and we would have gotten like a fourth round pick instead of a sixth for him. Yeah, that's that's the logic that they're going off over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would have um, his trade stock. Yeah, um, right. I mean, like the fact that they brought it back is pretty cool. But like, even if even if they didn't bring it back, and the All Star Game or the Skills Comp is the same as it has been every year, that still would be my biggest beef with the NHL. But my biggest beef with the NHL is the fact that they got rid of the Stanley Cup playoff logo from the ice. That is the worst thing that they've yes, done in a yes. They need to put it back. There you go. Yeah, that is not the same ridiculous. Vibe. Like, no, it's not. So There's good. nothing. If, if you can't tell just by the ice that it's no different than a regular season game, that's a problem. That's like, true. It, plain and simple. It's it's, it's the same it, thing it, as it is a in a regular season money game. Thing that'll unfortunately probably never go back. No, probably not. No. Why would they ever give up that money? Yeah. Until yeah. we have a uh, full jersey ads and stuff like that. Yeah. Not just, not like, just the shoulder. Watch, yeah. Watch the jersey ads get bigger, and then there'll be two. Yeah. It'll, it's it'll. Yeah, it'll look like a soccer jersey or some shit. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I got some questions here to end out the pod. Uh, we got a bunch. Uh, then we got a couple couple things here at the end as well. Um, okay. This one comes from uh, at Tartan Soul on uh, Twitter. He says, guys, I keep hearing the flyers in relation to trades with Montreal for Arbor Jack Eye. Uh, what am I missing here? Do we not already have a ton of D? Should we not be looking for centers? Also, why are we trying to... Fr- why are we trying to trade Frost? I keep hearing his name on the block. Uh, any thoughts here? Um, I mean, I'd be shocked if they acquire Jack Eye. Yeah, it would make I'm, absolutely zero sense. I'm sure they've inquired, but I'm sure Montreal wants him way more than we would be willing to pay. Yeah. Well, to that point, well, they've already I'm turned actually, down stuff. That's what I was going to say. To that point, I'm defenseman. I believe it was Friedman the other day put out a kind of his own two cents on the situation. So Zekai is obviously drawing some attention and um, he Friedman, I think it was Friedman, at least it, it was a reliable source, whoever it was put out a tweet, basically just kind of saying like, you know, Zekai he's drawing interest in the Montreal's turn, multiple things down, including a, uh, a former first round pick. And um, to me, that just kind of, it's nothing more than speculation, but just based on the fact that Frost has been on the trade block for so long, I'm 99% sure that they offered Frost for Jack High one for one. And uh, 
clearly that hasn't happened, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's a guy who's probably would be a good fit here, but Bill Meltzer tweets it just about every other day. Sometimes it's the, uh, the trades you don't make that are, you know, the best ones for you. And, um, or the, the moves you don't make regardless. Yeah, I, mean, sorry. You know, I, I, I gotta, I, I have to defend Bill here. Like I can't look, I, I've He's said absolutely so right. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I'm not, I'm not pulling you out. Cause you said that, like, I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, there's only so much more I can say. I mean, Frost is playing well. Like, there's no point yeah. of trading him for. I mean, he's not a guy you trade for a you know reclamation project or a guy that because he it literally is one. There's no point of yeah. trading him for something that's like, you know, a hope. Like, if you're trading him, it's like, all right, you're gonna move him. I think if they were to move him, it would be in like a package deal where it's a hockey trade. You get something back. You know, you can kind of work with, um, and it's the guy that's like set on being a player. It's just a change of scenery type of thing, not like a guy that's like, you know, he might have to go, you know, play in the AHL a little bit and then have to come back up or rework his game or do whatever. Like, I don't see it as that far, but like, I don't know. I'm maybe, maybe that is a reclamation project. I don't know. Um, I just, I, I don't see the point in trading Frost. You already, you already, you already don't have Gauthier, which means you don't have a center. You trade Frost, you're even thinner. Like I, I just it doesn't make any sense to me from an organizational roster depth standpoint. It makes zero sense to trade a center right now, especially yeah. again. Like I said, because you don't have Gauthier, and Frost is playing well. I mean, going into the break, yeah. he had what I think eleven points in thirteen games, something like that. Something so, along those lines, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it I wasn't found just the he was playing like really good. Good. 100%. Yeah, no, I actually found the report. It was from David Pagnota, fourth period. Um, he said that teams have not only called about the Canadians defenseman, Jekai, but they actually have, you know, they've received an offer for a young NHL forward who's a former first-round pick, and he has second-line potential. They said that Montreal declined it. To me, that screams Morgan Frost, especially because he's being mm-hmm. shopped. Obviously, it's not really – it's one of the worst-kept secrets in the league is that, you know, they're kind of exploring different options with Frost and – I don't know. To me, that just kind of seems like a trade that they would make or, or at least try to make because, you know, Chris, you and I were kind of talking about this off the record earlier is the fact that Jonesy always, you know, he's always reiterating the fact that they want to build from the back end. Jacki is the type of guy that, you know, he's a defenseman and he's also a really rugged defenseman. He's a guy who kind of fits the Flyers mold. And when you have Frost, a player who maybe they don't particularly – like as much as some other guys on the team, especially Tortorella, I think maybe that's a trade that you would you try to make. Um, clearly, it didn't go through, but I don't know. Do we have any thoughts on that one? I just I, I'm not. Don't I'm trade Frost. I just I don't really understand like why you know you're you're gonna. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like at the time where they are, like you're still in a playoff spot. I mean, obviously, Danny said, you know, you're not going to really, you know, let that kind of dictate what you do with the rebuild and the rest of the season, deadline, all that stuff. But you are still in a playoff spot. I mean, I think it, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. I mean, especially because again, it's not like Frost is, you know, just about everything. It points into Frost's favor for whatever people say that he isn't. 
Um, if they're saying that he's a guy that doesn't put up points, he's been doing that. If they're saying he's a guy that, you know, is, is only um, only good in specific games or whatever, yes, but you could honestly say that's because he was scratched for a good chunk of the season to begin. And put, I think it was six out of the first eight games he didn't play. So, like, I mean, it, it's just – Yeah, so there you go. I mean, it, it, it just kind of – it just doesn't really make any sense that not just the slander on him, but more of the um, impatience, I guess, because he's never really been a guy that I think they've been patient with in the time that they've had him. I mean, he's been bounced around different linemates. I mean, played 38 different linemates that last year. Like, right. it's not like this is a guy who, you know, can't put up points or can't do whatever, you know, just, you know, yeah, he might have to have a little more piss and vinegar in his game. And he did that and he's doing that. He basically went in told torts to kind of you know go pound sand and I, I said this last episode and he's been good since so like you know I, i'm i'm fine with a guy like that turning around and he likes playing here like he enjoys philly you can see it i mean i think there's a good vibe with him in the room and all so i i i'm, I'm not obviously i'm not a guy that i'm not a trey frost guy are you ever no <laughs> no i'm not i, I know yeah what are you i'm like I don't know. I mean, Where'd I don't think Garland. I had to let the cat inside. Uh, <laughs> I texted you that. Where's your cat? He was, he ran away. Wow. Uh, he was outside. I don't let him uh, in. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> see so I don't let him in when he's knocking on the door. He's gonna be out there for another hour. So I think I had to let him. Uh, in. I gotcha. Jerk. But no, I don't think we. I don't think we trade Frost. I mean, well, I mean, we're obviously we're answer the call on every on everybody. Field what you can get. Get a sense of what he's worth. I don't know, but I don't think that now is the time to do it. I feel like it's just kind of just yeah. like a weird time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one comes from Flyers Goose on uh, Discord. We actually do have a Discord server. Um, we announced that not too long ago. Uh, just want to quick, quick plug, quick plug that, and then we'll kind of get into it. Um, the Discord's been fun. There's been a lot of good conversation there. We got a bunch of different things that kind of highlight like our posts, website, the whole thing. We're also rever- revamping the website. Me and Paul have been doing that last couple of days. It looks sick. Um, as of right now, we're not we're not done it yet, but it looks incredible. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and then join our Discord. Uh, that's all over our socials. It's going to be on the website. It's on our, our link tree and everything, and you know our Twitter. Our Instagram, wherever you kind of get our stuff, it's 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 kind of all over. Uh, so again, this one comes from Flyers Goose on Discord. He said, "What's the most you would spend on a backup goalie at the trade deadline?" He said, "I'll start. I'd max a at a fifth round pick this summer and actually target an Anthony Stolarz reunion. Uh, Stolarz right now is on the Panthers. Uh, always like that kid, uh, and and uh, would be a good partner for Urson. Send." Any and all Russian goalies coming over to the AHL to adjust to North America. Any uh, thoughts on this kind of question and, and uh, comment here from uh, Flyers Goose? I mean, I'm of the opinion that Kolosov should, if, if he does come over here when his AHL season's over. So uh, Kolosov of Dynamo Minsk, his last game is on the 26th of February, I believe, or 23rd. Um, after that, I would be fully in favor of him coming over, give him a couple games in the NHL. Um, if, if he sticks, then I would say keep him. Um, let him be a backup. Don't play too many games, but get a taste of the NHL. Um, obviously, here to entertain Flyer Goose's question, let's just say he does play in the NHL or let's say he doesn't come over. I don't know. I'd have to see them in a in a playoff position at the deadline to even consider it, and I would probably say it would have to be about a fifth. I would, I would, I would think that Peterson, while questionable, is probably as about as reliable as anyone else you're going to get with a fifth round pick. 
Um, why not just stick with Peterson, save the asset? Who knows what you're going to get with that fifth round pick? I agree. Like, yeah, what are I'm you really of... going to get? Like, what are you really going to yeah. get? Like, instead of him, I mean, we can't really be giving up assets right now. This is the worst time to do that. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and what's the right. point? I mean, like, we have Peterson's only got one year left. Exactly. 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 Was he he yeah, you might as well just eat, eat the eat the the one year and take on the money and then and then kind of see where that goes. I mean, I don't really see the point of adding another goalie. Um, and to be honest with you, Peterson, I feel like the games that Peterson has played in have all kind of been like weird circumstances because the one that he just came in relief he for was he, well, the technically three if you count the one that he just well, came in for two periods, yeah. but. Yeah, played two periods and he looked he looked way better than Erson did. Obviously, Erson kind of got hung out to dry, but yeah. I mean, he stopped twelve or fourteen, I think. So Maybe he came. He didn't look that bad. Twenty twenty uh, uh, sixteen, Michael Neuwirth, and just come in for Mason after you know he was terrible in the first three games. Gets a shutout in game five. Almost won them game six. Damn Nicholas Backstrom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't see the point of adding another goalie. We've we've a ton. But this one comes from Soda Man on Discord. He said, "If you were to end Danny B's shoes, what do you think is the biggest need, and how would you go about addressing it?" Uh, it's a center. I think it's a, a top, another top six center. I think we're all in agreement there. Um, high draft pick. Yeah, high use draft. it. Use it maybe on a center, but yeah, high draft yeah. Pick. We'll I don't really care how you get the center. Just get the high end center. Um, I mean, you have Coots for a long time. You have. I um, um, I don't know. I, I think Mitch guy could be a center when he comes over. I think he's got nah. the skill where you can. Uh, we go through this every time. I think I Mitch wouldn't waste him. I wouldn't try and make him a center if he's not. No, exactly. That's he my thing. Good I, I don't in why. This organization why? Why? Him, this adapt the talent I has to be well, the best. If he's player. good enough, if he's good enough to be a center, but like I just let him, just let him hang out on the wing and just score all the damn time. Well, I mean, exactly, yeah, because that's the thing. It's it's just adding defensive too. responsibility. It's adding defensive responsibility to a guy who's not the most defensive player. There's gonna be he's, guys. He's the most that, positive rating on his team. I hear you, but I don't want to. Like, but he's not. That's because he scores a lot. It's because he's an offensive guy. It's not. He looked, necess- he looked good 30. defensively in preseason with um with SKA. Maybe I'll say yeah, Scott Scott next time. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think he has the like hockey IQ to thrive in the center position. Granted, I, I want him to play whatever position he's best in, but if he can be just as effective as a center. I think you try to put the best the best possible position for that guy to be in. And if you get him over here, you try to make him a center because he has the talent already. He definitely can do it. And it's not like he's not going to have Couturier right there with him the entire time who can teach him a couple of things. Yeah, give, give him a I'm shot. For- yeah, I mean, if he, yeah, be, he if he can be better defensively, but he'd have to get the better, better he'd have to get better defensively on the wing too. I mean, the if whole he can be just as good. If he could be just as good as a center, then I'm for it. But I don't want to. Be, I'm not for sacrificing any offensive potential from him by forcing him to be a center. No, not I get, him, yeah, but yeah, him, I get so. that. I mean, you, you obviously want to put him in a spot where he can do his best work offensively. You're not going to be like, all right, dude, all you're going to do is dump it in. Like yeah. no, like that would be no. I, I I know, but I don't think he's a guy that we need to bring over and then try to mold into like this, you know. I, I don't know, like what 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 we want him to be, like a fly or something like that. I think he's just a no, guy. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, you just like and Scott Lawton. But no, I'm saying yeah, no, I think you just 
bring him over, enhance yeah. what he's so great at, and then as he's established in that kind of yeah. in that skill set, then you build him for an organizational thing to be like, you know, the best you know player that you have in, in prospect in the the spot that you think you could adapt into. I mean, it just his game's gonna have to change and elevate anyway because he's gonna be coming from. Russia to the NHL. So try and make him a center. See how it works. I mean, it hasn't worked with everybody. They've even tried it with Farabee a little bit, and it was terrible. He's not a guy I want to gamble with. I don't want him to try something different, get that in his head, and then try and go back. A a shot at it. Like, you might need to, like, I don't know. It's not like he's going to do that and then say, I'm never playing here again. I don't want I don't want anything to be in question. I don't want to be like, I don't know if I'm going to be center of this game. He's probably the type of player that would be like, yeah, give me the challenge. Sure. Get, no, yeah, I fully expect him to be like that, but I don't know if it's the best thing for him. I, I let him come over the, and play a wing and be just an unreal like Kucherov type guy. I think in the like, interviews in the preseason when he was talking about being a center, he even said something like, yeah, like I've never really played it too much before, but if, if they think it's where I'm whatever needed, like, I'd be happy to – I can hear what he said. Right. It was something along those well, lines. Yeah, because he's, he's a kid, he's, and he just got picked. He hasn't played an NHL game. He's not a Gochia type guy. So you, don't think, the world. so you don't think that has any stock? You think he just said that? I, he's not going to say hell no. I'm going to come over there and play the position I want. He just got. He just. He's recently like, a recent you, draft. Okay, pick. I get that, but you don't think that 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 he still want to do that? He would just say that and then say, yeah, nah, I didn't really mean that. Which is literally what Gauthier did. What's well, kind of it's tough. I mean, he's got to say he has to say he's in a point where he has to say the right things. You know, I think I don't not know if he can say truly what he thinks just yet. I think I not know. even trying one of the smartest players ever at a position. That like he could be sure, effective, but you don't need just terrible. Sure, but I don't. Think I wouldn't ever. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't. But I wouldn't be doing it in like his first like, in his like first stint. The, like as soon as he steps in, it's like maybe first game you're winger, next game you're a center. No, that kind of I mean, no. Well, my point is, I, I don't think they've done that with anyone. I mean, they drafted Frost as a winger and they made him a center. I mean, Kate. Yeah. That's not a, really a flex. But that's I not mean, a comparative player. That's not like I a top. That's not like a. I never said it was. That's not my point. My point is he was a first-round pick. Any type of guy who has a first-round type of talent or any type of talent like that, you try to make them the best possible player they can be and what you need in the organization, which is a center. Yeah, yeah but I feel like at this I, I know, point, this organization, like, this organization has had so many problems with like to trying to develop guys is something that they're not just just for the sake of trying to plug holes because they don't have the actual assets to get the center somewhere else to play with them. What else would you rather them do have holes and then put guys in and not fill the hole right now? I would actually say that they're in a good position back because Nolan Patrick couldn't stay healthy. That's why there's this team is in a good position right now to be able to trade assets for young assets that also make this team better for now and in the future. I, I'm not saying they would go out and turn around and trade for a guy like Fantilli or uh, Columbus will be name? Logan Cooley, right. Logan Cooley. But if you do think about it though, it is kind of interesting because, and like I said, it's kind of a pipe dream scenario, but Cooley's obviously in Arizona. Nobody knows what's going to happen with that team. They're probably not even going to be in Arizona in two years. I think they're going to be the Utah Coyotes pretty soon. But <laughs> yeah, they might Utah. be. So <laughs> you look at a guy like Zegers is another one from Anaheim. Yeah, did you say Ska? I mean... What? <laughs> I said Ska. No, I just said Utah. No, oh, 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 I said Ska again. Go ahead. Um, yeah, no, like I, I wonder about any of those guys like Zegers, Fantilli, or, or Cooley. You know, those. I are think Zegers. What are you saying about 
Zegris. Zegris doesn't so those, really me, though. Zegris is bad. No, but I don't really know <laughs> that I agree with that. I just don't think he agrees. I just don't think he like, intrigues me like that anymore. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it's just any of those guys are kind of my point is like they're legit centers that you can go out and acquire, I think, with assets that you have without giving up so much. Well, the they're like legit centers, though. Like, because most guys who drafted as a center play wing, and most guys well, yeah, because you have to learn as a wing center. can play exactly. center. Right, that's my point. Konechny was a center. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I don't think you know. Comparatively, I don't think I don't <laughs> think the Capitals ever once tried to like make Ovechkin turn into a center. Right no, no shit. I mean, it's Ovechkin. Well, that's what this is. It's like <laughs> well, this is Mitchkov. It's not that. Not that. This is Mitchkov. Absolutely not that. Ovechkin, all he did was just shoot pucks into the net. Yeah, that's this literally totally and ran people over. If you're about to say that's totally what Mitchkov does, that's dead wrong. He doesn't dead run wrong. people over. I didn't say dead he runs wrong. wrong. He, and I didn't a, say he's just a one dimensional. I didn't say he's just a one dimensional guy either. But he, I'm not putting any kind of unnecessary responsibility just for the sake or on him, just for the sake of moving him to center. Just because that's what just, just come here just get and, just, just, and draft, just, just get center. Just get the center. Okay. They get the center they, when was the last time they just went out and got the center? I when that's what I'm, that's his job. This is the 15, NHL. Fifteen million dollars in cash for Eric Lindros. Is that's that your job. You you have to make it. You have to make it work around this guy. He's somebody you build around. Exactly. I don't think it's Kevin Hayes or I making the center. You just prove my point. No, no. Yes. Building around. It means – no, it's not. I'm, I'm, building around oh, means you dude. cater to what he already is. He's a winger. No. Who can't – no. Oh, my God. No, That's literally dude. how you create a team. You build around what guys One are. One guy. Right. And you make – you put that player in the best position to what he can be, which is a center. I'm telling you right now Why they're going to try it. We're not, we're not I, saying I, he can't be a center, but it's not his yeah, – I don't think – if it sacrifices what no, he can truly be I'm offensively, then no. Say he has to be a center. He doesn't. But I do think your whole argument try. has been around the fact that you need to put him at center. Yeah, to start. Because that would yes. be the best. Yes. To start. No, not not to That's start. That's the worst I would, time I would to do wait, it. Like at least half a season, maybe, and try no, it. I don't know. No, 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 dude. That's Ronnie okay. Hattard. Oh my God. No. Why would you start a natural oh. right winger at center? Okay. At the NHL level, why would you start a natural? Because you're not oh trying to God. develop you... every single one of your players as a center. Oh my God! How could you not? Like, nice. How could you not play center your whole like you know prospect career and then just walk into the all NHL he has to do is learn faceoffs. You, you think that's all center has so to learn? Much more There's so much more. There's so much more. has to learn still. Everything shifts over when you become center. Uh, like everything, you, everything you, runs you, through you. The breakout runs through you. The fucking you're the first. You're the you first guy back. You're the third breakout. You don't think he could be the he first can, guy? He can, but I don't. No, but I want him all the way down the at the freaking other team's line and ready for the cherry pick just so he can you know dance the defense. I'd rather score. him just go in and knock somebody over and take the pocket and score. That's he's not, not the player that Mitchkov is. That's, yeah, that's not him though. He can be that. He's gonna. He's not. What is I do not want him throwing himself around like that. No, he can, well, Sam. What you want him in bubble wrap the whole time he's here? No, but I think he's good enough. He can just get by guys like that. Yeah, he but he's, he's not. He's not that size. Off of guys too. I don't want him missing X amount of games every year because he's hurt from playing. Will you physical look the way he needs to be. Why would he miss X amount of games? Because he's he's physical. No, but if he's if he's if he's focused on that and he decides to step up on the wrong guy or something like that, and he gets his bell wrong and he misses the last Dude, like twenty games a, of the season. Like, okay, it what, happened to Lindros and he's huge. What player doesn't get hurt, Sam? 
what, do you, what does that have to do with anything? And I know that he, no, I know he's gonna, I know he's gonna get hurt. I know like players hurt. get hurt and stuff like you that. You don't want him to hit you, so you don't want Mitch Goff to finish a check. No, I do, but I don't need him getting a concussion. I don't need some, I don't need some maniac. Well, right. the, the, the one in like maybe, you know, like how many years is he he's probably gonna play in the league? And how many concussions do you think he's gonna have? I don't need, I don't need like, some come on. third, I don't need some. Some guy who's out on a late shift from and it's a mismatch, like size wise, and he reverse hits him and he just knocks his head off. No, dude, I'm sorry. I just, do I sound crazy or do I do I am I crazy okay. for saying that I don't want our top guy to be missing games because he's out with concussions? And no, but that doesn't mean he's just gonna go around and be a goon and just be. I didn't it. say he was, but if he steps on, like you saw, what? like what? What if he picks the wrong guy? Like you know. Well, he could, yeah, but that doesn't he mean he's gonna do it all the time. It's like, but you That's had to go in that corner because you're the center. All right, look, to, well, to provide so wait, some... Wait, 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 wait. Before <laughs> I get into the question, you're saying that because he's a center, he's going to go in and he's going to get his bell rung. When you're in the defensive zone and the puck's in your corner, yeah, the center is the support guy to step okay. in. He's the first support guy. The right. winger's up on the wall ready for the pass. There's a lot less chance that he gets mucked up with some guy who's, who's down so there. So you think just because he's the first forward in the zone, he's going to get hit more and he's going to have more concussions? That's what you're telling. No, me. no, but his responsibility is if you were to move him over to center in the defensive zone, is to get into, is to help out in the corners. Well, so okay, in in some fairness, oh. and this is kind of an argument for you uh, think a winger can't get hurt. How many concussions Jake Voracek? No, can't. I'm talking about. I'm talking. I'm not talking about possibility. I'm talking about probability. Sam, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I can you tell you from right experience that the freaking. That the, I can that tell you that the game changes drastically when you're saying matters on how many more injuries that position gets it puts you in more and puts that you in more the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard i'm telling you you're the third defenseman when you're the center when you're the center I, like that's what your coach expects okay you. okay wait so if we were to look at it that way that means the goaltender would get hurt more right you better be first one back you better be first one back checking when you're the center like that dude what are you talking about what do you mean what am i talking about you think a certain position gets injured more I'm not talking about if they do or not, That's but I'm talking about the said. possibility. That is what you just said. I said the potential for it is there. Oh my! God. Are you more likely right, to get right. hurt in the on. corner or not? I can't. I can't. I got to move on. We'll be on this. Am I sounding? Am I, Paul? And Will? Yes. Am I sounding Will, insane? Will, 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 Will. You got something, right? You, you yeah. Wait for a minute. The, the, the ahead, one Will. thing. The one thing I want to say here to kind of come up with the rational middle between you guys. For one thing, Mitchkov's board play is exceptional. Like he looks like a power play power forward when he's playing on the boards. So for one thing, having him as that winger that's like already there, I do like that. On the other hand, we saw him in the preseason playing center. He's got maybe two more years after this one in the KHL. Maybe he spends one of those trying out center. Maybe he tries it there. All I'm saying and my belief is if he can be as effective as a center, I'm not going to force him into it, but if he can be, that fills a possible need. Or maybe we get a stud center at 16th overall in this draft, and maybe we're like, hey, Mitchkov, even though you can play center, let's keep you on the wing. And he's still got I, two years to figure yeah. that out. And yeah. he's got two years to develop to could maybe be a center too. So, yeah. well, that's, so where, I, I'm not, that's where I'm with you is when you say as effective. Sam's effective. Wrong, moving on. Sam's yeah. wrong, moving on. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes from uh, at Saucy Banana on Discord. He said, if you're the Flyers, are you leveraging a few prospects and, in parentheses, maybe a pick acquired through uh, through the offseason to acquire a young NHL talent, like but not limited to a Zegers type? This is more for a Paul's alley. Uh, or are you staying the course and keeping picks slash prospects? Any thoughts here? Yeah, this is pretty much exactly what I was just talking about. I mean, obviously, you're not going to go out of your own way to, to, 
spend assets because you're not buying. That's not what this is. But if it's an NHL player who is young and has, you know, really legit upside, for example, like, you know, this person said, like Zegris or like Fantilli or a Logan Cooley, whoever it might be, if for whatever reason there was there was a situation where maybe they were or on the table. You, I mean, Juracek's a defenseman, yeah, but – and, you know, well, I mean, Juracek could work. I mean, I don't know with Drysdale kind of being your new your new guy. I don't really know if there's a spot for, for Juracek. That would be with, so weird with York. And- I honestly – I just said it without even thinking. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's, I just, he's a right side B, so pro- probably yeah, not. Just, but, um, isn't the other Juracek coming in through the draft? Isn't he a forward? Yeah, Adam Juracek. Yeah, Who yeah. is this? Um, he's, uh, he's a defenseman too, I think. Well, wow. Yeah, he'll probably go late in the first round. Well, who's who's the defenseman from college? Oh, Z, uh, Zeev Bayam is that his name? Zeev Bayam. He, he's not going to land. Yeah, he he's probably currently he's, he's in our range. He should finish top ten. But currently, I think it was um, is it Bob McKenzie? I think he was fourteenth, yeah. which is okay, shocking because okay. he's putting up um, yeah, he, he's putting up like an unbelievable a point pace in college right now, um. I'd be shocked if he falls to us, but well, I mean, I think maybe we need D now. I know we talk D for forever, but yeah. now we have drafts, so we don't need a right D. I, the problem is we this draft is so D heavy. Every prospect is, I yeah. see, I'm like, oh, I want them, and then they're a defenseman. I wonder um, if they try to right. trade, they flip whatever two picks they get and try to move up. Well, that's what I was first. The two first yeah, rounders. Yeah, you trade yeah, that. That was the man's That's theirs, and then Florida's. Or maybe they add Columbus's second or something. If Columbus is this year, or if it's next year, and then they try to move up. Well, that's, that's kind of where that. I was getting at. Yeah. That's kind of where I was getting at. Was like, if the deal's right for a young guy who's got a lot of upside, or if it's like you said, a trade up in the draft this year, because obviously, as a rebuilding team, you don't really want to be picking in like the 15, 20 range. So when you have the amount of assets to be able to trade up, especially if you have other guys that might not be longer term fits, like Frost might not be with the team for much longer if they're looking to move them already. Maybe you package Frost with those two seconds you have to move up higher into the first round and and get, you know, your future one C. I'm not sure what the pick would be or or who Kate would be Lynch available. But, seven. <laughs> well uh, that's my that's my right. I mean Will's been if working on right, I would three years. What, yeah. what team? What team in that like top seven range is going to be willing to wow. move down like that? I, well, if you get two first out of it later in the draft, yeah. that'll be I, I I get it, but like I mean, look, I mean, I'm I pretty see. sure teams were trying to do that last draft, and they, none of we can I mean, get it done. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. But that's yeah, who I want. Definitely a pipe dream thing. But I don't know. Maybe Minnesota. I didn't and they did. But I'd be depending on where they finish. Depending on where they finish, I could see Ottawa honestly because they're a team that's closer to making yeah. that next step. And if you can oh, get yeah. two first round picks out of it, yeah, yeah, they are. They want to be. They've got Giroux. All these. They were supposed to do it this year. Need a team to make well, that next. Yeah, step. exactly. I think they're kind of mid, to be honest. They're they're in the position. Though. They're they underachieving. They're underachieving. That's all. Are they? Do they, they just have suck? the pieces? No, they're no, underachieving. They have the pieces to be really okay. good, and they're building towards that. If you can get two firsts oh, yeah. out of it. I don't think the Senators think are underachieving. I think the Oilers were underachieving. I think the, the Senators, Senators are absolutely but underachieving. But that's a lot. No, no. the Senators are definitely they, underachieving. They've been bad the entire year. It's not yeah, like they were. Yeah, they're underachieving the year. Yeah, no. like shit happens though. You can't seriously for being tell as low me. as they for being as low as they are in the standings. Their goal differential isn't even that bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like, look at some of the teams around them. Yeah, they're just, they're Santa losing games. Negative ninety three. It's, it's just 30. a case of like it really is just a case of like shit happens. I mean, like you can't tell me that a team with Stuart and Chuck, Giroux, Batherson, and Norris sucks. You can't tell me that that team sucks. Yeah, Shabon, but they, 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 they have no like, goal. They're bad. Like they're not a good hockey team. They're not. That's. I don't know they that have I good that, players. Though. They just got to figure it out again. They have that's no the, goal. That's the thing yeah. right now, they're not a good hockey team. No. Right. But in so general, they're achieving. They suck. Underachieving. Means underachieving. Be the Oilers. Underachieving is is like Seattle. Like that's who that is. That's not like the Oilers could have Seattle. finished out the entire year the same way they, they were. Would you say that? Oh, I know that. They're underachieved. Now, they underachieved. They were two nine. Well, any right. team with they McDavid outside the playoffs is underachieving. But what I'm what right? I'm saying right now is, if the Oilers kept that pace throughout the whole year and then they missed the playoffs, that was underachieving. They don't they don't suck. Right. They but were just Ottawa has sucked. The Oilers were a, been a cup favorite the past like four years. Right, but it's the same thing. You can underachieve for an entire year. Yeah, but my thing is like I don't think Ottawa is like still in the underachieving like bracket. Like they stink. Yes, they are. I'd no, they're, they're underachieving. They're, they're, yeah, they're bad no, this year, but they're, they're underachieving. They're just bad. What? You can't. They, there's no. Look at the roster. They're not. Right. They're okay. Not, yeah, sure. Let's look at the roster. We've and and Tarasenko. Two years with the Senators. Them and Buffalo are doing the same fucking thing. That's what I just said. Yeah. Them and Buffalo yeah. are in the same them, spot. Them, Buffalo, and Detroit. They've all just Minnesota been. Minnesota, too. Those, kind are, of Detroit, those are two teams. Those are two teams, especially Buffalo, because of how many absolute studs they have in their prospect pool. Those are two teams that I could see. Maybe you make a deal did with trade up somehow. Did the 2021 22 Flyers underachieve? Did they suck? I'd say they underachieved. I just said they sucked. 21, both, okay. I would say they I were think, injured and they just sucked. Well, right. That's the I would thing. Say they both. underachieved because I think they were underachieved injured. is 2021, 20, or 2020, 2021, the shortened COVID season. That's an underachieve. Sucking is that year. Like Ottawa sucks. Like they don't underachieve. I don't know, man. I think, they don't. I think it's the opposite. I, I think Ottawa opposite. last year was an underachieved. Now they just suck. I would How would you underachieve for? How would Ottawa have gotten? It's not about length. It's just like it's just it's how the results you're getting with the roster that you have. Because Ottawa yeah. or sorry, Edmonton could have missed the playoffs this year, and you would say that they're underachieving. They you wouldn't say, "Oh, Edmonton sucks." Yeah, but, but okay, they hypothetically, if Edmonton that's missed not the playoffs, what you're saying. But they're not. They're third in the in the West right now. They won sixteen games in a row. <laughs> this is my point. Like they no. underachieved. The Senators just stink. No, they don't. Okay, whatever. I guess they I stink guess this year because they're good. underachieving. Yeah. Their roster should be better. Yes. If you it, it, because if, they suck. They they could probably roll this exact same roster next season, and they might be like a point out of the playoffs or something like that. Does that they mean could. that they sucked this year and suddenly those players are good? No, they were just yeah. underachieving last year or this current how year. You, how many years in a row can you underachieve, though? But this is only, like, I mean, going into this year, they had those high expectations for a reason. Yeah, but so like, it would only be, this, would, this is only the first year of them being bad, like, since that season, like, you know? I don't so know. It's, like, it's just really hard for me to just be like, oh, yeah, they just keep underachieving. It's like, well, last year, they're not they keeping last, underachieving. They, were they, they the like, overachieved last year. Yeah. What were they like? I don't even remember last year. What last were year they, they were like two year? points out of wildcard or something like that. Or maybe three. Really? It was real close. No way. Yes, they were real close. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Let me look. Oh, they were six points out. They were right in that hunt. 
in the last few games. Like I think it was like eight games in, there was still a chance or something like that. Yeah, they were thirty nine, thirty five, and eight. Mm-hmm. And the year before that, they were thirty, thirty, forty two, and seven. No, had three players with eighty points. Oh my god, they were terrible that year. So yeah, that was the year we were terrible too. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, all right, let's take, let's do what one more? I think. Yeah, uh, we, we answered. Yeah, There's only one more question left. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one comes from. Uh, my dad and the other questions are gone. Uh, he says, now that we're at the all-star break, I'm curious, uh, what grade would you guys give the team towards and uh, Jonesy and Danny B? I think for me, it's, it's a B plus. Um, I do think collectively. Yeah. And that's because I, I'm still not a fan of everything towards does. Uh, that's the only reason why it's not an A. Uh, so move towards you give it an A. Yeah. I'd give I give it an A, like a flat A. How do you shake your head at that, Paul? I'm sorry. I just I mean, how can you sit there and you watch Frost get scratched? You watch Brink. You watch, you know, you watch Forrester still get in the lineup over and over and over and over again, and all these other guys that get held to a different standard and everything. Yes, they are playing better, but in a rebuild. I'm sorry. I'm still going to stick to my guns. I still don't think he's the right coach for this team, but they are. We just heard before. That's all. Oh, have we? Have we? Yeah. yeah pretty much have every we? Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty much, That's yeah. good. Yeah. You, you want yeah. a cookie? Yeah. I mean, you can have good points about it. You're, you're definitely right. But, like, I mean, dude, what's yeah, going to Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Edit it, so. Thanks, Ironstein. I didn't know Am that. Am I wrong? Did you say Ironstein? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Jesus Christ. Um, so what yeah, do you say? You said you said what is your grade? I, I think it's a B plus. I think they're you know I think Jonesy and Danny are are you know A plus hires. I think they're doing a really good job. And we talked about the alumni game and everything. I think they're doing really good there. Yeah, if it was um, just them, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was Chief behind the bench, listen. But you know, I, I'd have a much different uh, different opinion there. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm 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 cool with where we're at. I think I I can get I can get behind Torts if. Frost plays. No, Sam. <laughs> if they much. keep winning, but yeah, no. you know what? fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I give. I, mean, I say like it's like, uh man. Uh, I, I, like, oh, I would give a D. No, I'm not giving him a D. I'm not even giving them a C. I'd probably give him like a B minus overall. Your your grade was worse than mine. Well, it's just because, like, it's like uh, looking at the grand scheme of things, having a season like this where we might end up in the middle when we're trying to be a rebuild. That's just that's not it's not good. So oh, I mean, you that, can I feel rebuild like, in different ways, though. You rebuild in different can, ways, but, and it's yeah. not but you but you built through the draft. But you built through the draft. I mean, you can get the right, draft honestly because your players of higher value because they're winning more games. Yes, yeah, I know. Right, but that, exactly. you have to still yeah. get them. You still have to get them. And, and if you get a first for Sean Walker, it's true. We were. Yeah, that's three. That'd be three. Yeah. I have a that feeling if they did that, though, I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I feel like if they did that, that'd probably be a next year first and not this year. Probably. I don't and know. Then we, I would be in favor of that, actually. Yeah. I don't I think want it to be next year. But I mean, yeah. I'd probably go, uh, I don't know. I feel like it has to be somewhere in the A's just because, like, as a team, you they shouldn't be where they're at right now. 
and that's a testament to pretty much everybody involved from the higher ups. So, and the players I like, too. I, think yeah, I mean, obviously the players, yeah, but it's, it starts up for, up top. And who's I the, think, let me ask you guys this. I don't mean to cut you off, Paul, but who's the one guy that you look at on this roster right now and you say to yourself, like, he's one of the biggest reasons where we're at right now? And don't give me Konechny. Like outside of um, Terry. I don't know. I, I feel like it's such a collective effort, honestly. I'm like, I'm struggling on this one. To me, it's it's John Couturier. Um, my other answer, which is right up there with Coots, is Joel Faraby. That's what I was just going to say. Joel Faraby, that's Joel my answer. Incredible this year. Yeah, Joel Faraby, yeah. my answer, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of other names, too, because like I, I feel like Will's right. So it's, like, it's, like, it's like a group effort. It's like all of them going. Yeah, no, I get that. There's no like collective standout of someone who's been like, like dominant or whatever, like everyone's just been, or many of them for the most part have been finding, I, I almost considered Forster. Forster's been, I mean, okay, he's been questionable. His his underlying metrics have been unbelievable. That's quite the take. I, okay, I, I mean, it was, it was a thought. It was not a legitimate, didn't make it past that, but he's, yeah. he's been <laughs> shockingly well, good. Because you said it, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's like him wanting to trade Tippett. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Man, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a take there. Yeah, I mean, Mark sleeping on Tibbet. He's, he's up there. Mark, Mark Stahl's been pretty good in two games that he's played this year. I mean, you know, Mark Stahl. Yeah, Paul watches his goal in Edmonton every day. No, he's yeah. Yeah. walking down the walking down from Hell the blue yeah. line. <laughs> Forgot he even scored. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't know. He's good. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, no, it, it has to be Coots. I mean, there's nobody on this team who's as good as he is defensively, and I think at protecting the puck when he has it. Um, just such a strong player with a stick, too. Like, he's just – even after all the – like, the two surgeries and everything, he's just – he's still that guy. Like, he's still that good. And I think it's it just says a lot. He is that guy, though. It's crazy. Yeah, he is that guy. All righty. We've been going really long. Uh, this is late. It's almost 11.30. We've been recording for almost two hours. Uh, any last thoughts here, boys? No. <laughs> Sam, or, uh, uh, Will, Paul, and <laughs> we said enough today. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Too much. I can't, anyway, I can't actually... wait to, to for everybody to hear mine, mine and Sam's Mitchkov ran. That was that was good. Yeah. All right, How boys. I absolutely want it. Shut up. All <laughs> right. This is a good one. Um, lots of good talking here. Um, thanks, everybody, again, for all the support. As always, make sure to check out all the things that we're doing. Uh, obviously, I mentioned to get the website revamped. Uh, thank you to Blade Shades for all their support. I uh, got Discord. Join up in that. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun throughout the rest of the season. Hope you guys enjoy the break. We'll be back uh, very soon, probably around when the Flyers start getting back going and stuff like that. So stay tuned. We'll be tweeting that out on uh, Twitter. And, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, again. We'll talk to you guys all again next episode. See you guys. Bye.